Welcome to the War on Weakness. This is episode number 19. On today's episode, I sit down with a good buddy of mine and fellow podcaster, Sean Newman from the Sean Newman Podcast. He's going to talk to us about the journey it's been in the six months since our last visit, Whiskey and Lies Volume 1. I suggest you check it out, actually, after listening to this one, if you haven't already, just so you can see the polarity that has happened in just six months. We talk about a lot of the stuff that you're probably tired of hearing about, you know, government stuff, COVID stuff, but it's just weird to see the transition that's happened, even from, you know, we talk about his mindset in the last six months and the way he sees things and and then to see some of the things that I've said and then what has happened, both for the good and the the bad, I guess. It's just an interesting conversation. So this is a long one. I think it's about two and a half hours, which they're usually quite long when Sean gets in here because we both like to talk. So sit back and enjoy, and uh, I'll leave you with some Sean Newman from the Sean Newman Podcast. Off the computer off the, air. Yeah. Oh, fucking hour rocking and rolling. One, two, three, check. One, two, one, two. There, now it's nice and quiet, too. One, two, three, four. Let's see yours. Hello, hello. Three. Check, check, baby. Bang, oh, man. Fucking let's get her going. Yeah. Now, if I want a second drink, is that what I got right there? The three wood hanging up there? There's the, yeah, Atasha San. What is Ach- that? Whiskey? No, no, it's a uh, scotch. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and then I've got moonshine right here. I feel like made uh, uh, north of French, north of the river, made north of the river. I feel like tonight I'm gonna need uh, one or two. I got a fucking mean old headache. So where, where were you drinking last night? At Loon Lake. Oh, sure. Took the wife and kids down there. Spent the night, buddy's house. At where Stabler Point? No, I actually had oh. a cabin. Oh. And uh, we. Um, oh yeah. Sat and played board games all night. It wasn't anything too crazy. I'm just getting too old for that shit. You are. Yeah. You're not looking any younger either. (laughs) (laughs) Get some. I should have taken a picture before. I got to remind me to take a picture of us before you leave. All right. Um, Yeah. Well, you were talking about this. It it has been weird on here. We've. It's it's been different. It's Kenny was here and Kenny's gone. And the story marches on, right? Yeah. Like you just keep on going, and and I don't know. I like it. We'll see what he, where he ends up, but uh, I like it because I can kind of build some. Like I have a, I have some places I want to go with it now, right? Yep. And learning, like there's, it's too, it's too, uh, it's too important of a time to talk about fart jokes and cats on the internet so i think we i don't know i want to do um i like this stuff um 
I want to get more into action stuff. Like I like, I like talking. You got to stick where I mean, you can sit and talk to people all day long. You're good at that. I have to talk. Like if I talk about working out, I want to do that because I believe it's important. I think that like I was saying the other day, strong people typically are aren't victims as bad. Yeah. Um, and two is uh, the the men's piece. When I was talking to Paul the other day, I don't know if you listened to that one. No more Mister Nice Guy one. He's like a men's coach or whatever. And what it is is just like my thing is, and I talked to Marcus. I wish I would have talked to Marcus about this on the podcast, but we talked about it after the podcast, and that is the importance of men in households. Hmm. And it's weird how in a time where there's been, this is the least, I I don't know. This is outside of war. I would say this is probably the least amount of father's, growing up in homes with their children that we've ever seen, I would think. And it's probably no coincidence from what's going on around us, I think. Bunch of entitled little pricks thinking that their feelings are more important than reality. I don't I, I don't even know how to add a comment to that. That's the thing. Like I are men important in the household? Absolutely. Are women important in the household? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a healthy family unit is better than splintering it off in any which way. Yeah. We were having this chat the other day around coffee, right? Like, I, I agree 100%. I just, it's like out of my realm. Like, I, I don't know. I grew up in a house where dad was there. Yeah. I mean, and when shit got tough, he went to work and he made sure we didn't go without. Yeah. And that's what he did. Picked up his socks and that's what I remember. He taught me hard work. And I think that there's an amount of... I think like from because I grew up in a, the opposite situation and I've talked to lots of people. I actually it's weird how most of the people I've connected with over the years have been from that same situation. I don't know if it's more probable nowadays because of the amount or maybe like like people attract. I don't know. But um, you men have a way of detaching emotion, especially if they're the one in the household that has adopted that role. You know what I mean? So like your dad would be the shut the fuck up and get it done. And he would be, I wouldn't say he'd be the disciplinarian, but he's probably the less emotional of the two, I would assume. Or less compassionate. He's a male, right? He just goes about it and gets it done. Yeah. Dad, I don't know if I've ever, like in my lifetime, I've seen dad mad like, I don't even know, twice maybe. Like, and even then he doesn't get mad. He uses... I'm disappointed, yeah. kind of like in you, and that that's way more effective than the whip ever is. Well, especially if if you can build respect with your kids, like I I, I think I have respect with my kids. Is I don't I rarely raise my voice. I've never hit them once, and the same thing is it's more that man you kind of let us down. Like and I say us, like I, I asked I treat my boys as if as a team. Right, there's three of us. Well, they're representing you, right? Yeah. Carrying your well, last they're representing name. themselves as well, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, you kind of let us down by acting like this, but you can fix it. And the other thing is too is like you let yourself down. Like you look like a jackass, you know? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and uh, now if I didn't have the respect of him, I don't think that would matter. You know what I mean? Like if you have respect for your old man as you you do, if you let him down, that sucks way more than him hitting you. Because fuck, you're like fuck, I, I let the team down, like you know. So I just think that what I'm saying is <clears throat> that's something that 
Like, I think right now we lack men being men. I just, that's my opinion. I think that if, like, look at the leadership in this country right now. Man, have you been watching that? Like, he's I, having a rough go. I, uh, I saw updated, I, now, I want to say the updated polls had conservatives at 38 and him 38. down at 28. 28? Holy now, I just shit. saw that on Twitter. I don't know if that's yeah. like, you know, 100% I, accurate, but I was like, the last one I saw a couple days ago was him still in the lead, or liberals, oh. 35 to 33. And I'm like, man, that's pretty tight. Me and you literally talked about that, how tight yeah. it is. And now you just see wherever he goes, he's getting booed and cat called and everything else. They, I don't feel bad for him. I don't either. Um, but like to to see the the absolute change over the last, I don't know what has it been week. Well, Two I weeks? think he's out in the public now. He's been hiding for how fucking long? Yeah, he's been hiding out in his cabin so that nobody shoots his ass. And now he's come out in public, and everybody hates him. Like the people that vote him don't like vote for him. Don't like him. They vote for him because their parents voted liberal. They vote liberal. Same reason why we vote conservative. You would have to be a pretty fucked up individual for me not to vote for you. Yeah, I now, like, I understand we have Kenny now. Yeah, well, we got an yeah. option. We got but different it's still a very now. conservative option. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if prior to any other option out here, I'm voting conservative. Like, I would vote anything but left wing. Anything. Then those liberals down in the... St. Lawrence Seaway through like lower Canada. You could bring fucking Adolf Hitler back from the fucking dead and they'll vote for him because he's liberal. You know what I mean? That's just who they vote for. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a chat where Adolf Hitler isn't mentioned. Well, fuck, if they'd turn this world back around, we wouldn't have to fucking do it. <laughs> Everybody'd stop acting like him. <laughs> we wouldn't have to bring him up all the time. Well, you want to know what my day has been? I didn't, I, you know, I, I'd been releasing more episodes on uh i don't know call it the extreme side let's call it the extreme side because yeah. it's not it's not what everybody's talking about yeah. and if you follow along with the podcast you know for 148 episodes that would you add no no i'm at i'm at, I'm at 297 to, or 197 tomorrow at at 148 i had not talked about covid i mean like very little yeah 149 is when you and Ken came yeah, right. on, and we had that discussion about the kids, uh, you know. Yeah, hockey gay. Yeah, that yeah. ocean-wise, yeah. but, and then the, the, the mom crying on Twitter because she couldn't find her kid because they'd arrested him, essentially, detained him yeah. at the airport and put him in the, ho- uh, in the quarantine, quarantine hotel. Quarantine, yeah. Remember, that was February, right? Of last year? Of this year. Of this year. I know. Think about that. That, that has been a long time ago. Not really. It seems like, yeah, that's weird, eh? And so back then, I was dragging my feet. Like I didn't want to. I don't want to keep talking. Like you know this as yeah. much as anyone. Like I want to. I want to talk to Wayne Gretzky. I want to talk to. Yeah. I don't know Tom Brady. And you were very bipartisan on it as well. At yeah. That time. I, I yeah. was. I was just like, you know what? This is gonna get better. This is gonna get better. I would had yeah. the argument with Dustin. I tell this story a lot. It's my brother. Where we said, I said some very unkind things to him. You know, I apologize because that's your brothers. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But he said a, a thing that is stuck with me. It's stuck with Ken. Me and you've talked about it, right? Well, where's the line? Like, where is the line? This is like last November. Yeah. Right. And I, I said, I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. Where is your line? And so, here I am now, closing in on two hundred episodes, and in the last month and a half, I've really ramped it up on like, okay, I thought things would be better by now. 
Mm. And, uh, I mean, we're having great summer or everything, Tanner, right? Like, yeah. it's a great summer. And these vaccine passports and everything else coming down the line. Well, now I've been yanked off YouTube twice. Can't upload tomorrow's episode. <laughs> Congratulations, on by YouTube the way. Because they will not allow me right now. I'm on strike one. I had my warning. I now I'm on strike two. So Because since I didn't have any strikes, it goes warning, oh. and then you get three strikes. And it, every time it becomes a little bit bigger of a punishment. I'm like, like, listen... I'll do what I did on the Ocean Wiseblatt. Ocean Wiseblatt's the kid who gets arrested on the, the pond in Calgary. Yep. And me and Ken sat there and talked about it. And what did we say? That You know, you're saying that's terrible, that's wrong. And I'm going, you know, but he could have been like, he could have been just like, you know, okay, we'll get off the ice. Not a big deal. Not made a big scene of it. Well, what did that get us? Like here we sit uh, five months down the road from there and I'm getting my... Sean Duma podcast is getting episodes yanked off YouTube. <laughs> like that's awesome. You can't no, make no, that up. No, you can't. So tomorrow's episode, I can't yeah. put on. And now, if what if I would have told you that on that fucking when Kenny and I came on? I don't. Been, I don't think I would like, blame you. Fuck that. Yeah. So now, now the big thing uh, going around because this is the big thing that people have been harassing me about, and I mean, I mean this in the best sense because this is friends, family, coworkers. Uh, people who just listen to the podcast, you got to have somebody on from the other side, right? You've been you've been too far one sided. Yeah. You gotta you gotta bring on the other side. I'm like, I've been trying. Find me find me a doctor that wants to mm-hmm. come on and, and talk. Like I'm yep. good with it. And you've done a good job of everybody has some credentials. It's not like you're bringing other than Kenny and I. Well, I guess he's a fucking politician. Now, well, he's but, trying to be a politician. But you know what I mean. Like you've had what I would deem to be reputable people. It's not like you're bringing. Some jackass off the street. So how are you going to get... I don't know. know. There's lots of left-wing jackasses you can bring off the street, but you almost have to go find somebody that has their opinion, but they're never going to do that, I don't think. And so I... Well, I keep telling people, I'm like, well, where's the line? Like, where is your line? Because mine's been crossed. Like, obviously, you know, people know... that I'm not uh, not vaccinated, right? And I don't really care. I don't think yeah. it makes or breaks who a person is to not be vaccinated. Like, I could care less, right? Yeah. But in today's world, that's really stepped it up a notch. And now you got... Uh, am I quiet? No, you're good. I'm, I just fuck with it as we go. I lost it in one ear. Did so. you? Yeah, I don't know what that's all Does about. The, is your headphone thing cranked all the way in? Maybe it's not all the way in there. Or we've got a loose connection. Anyway, <laughs> nothing, I mean, nothing but professionalism. Right no, there. That's right. That's right. I, I just, I have a hard time. Like, listen, if you go, if you follow along with the podcast, you can hear how I slowly get to where I am. Yeah. If you just hop in at one episode, it's yeah. like, okay, well, you don't like it. That's fine. Go back and listen to them all. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness, there are guests or people who have listened to them all and are saying you need people on the other side and whatever else. Well, they got to be willing to come on and have a conversation. I want nothing more than to hear their thoughts and all these guys that are talking out about this. I've had a conversation and? with one of them. It's not a conversation. They don't, they don't, and I mean, they, I mean, that's such a weird word. We've talked about this. What's a they? You know? I don't know. Um, I, I've, I've, I've wrapped my head around that lots. And. Um, I think that's dangerous. You know what I mean? Marcus and I have talked to Marcus. I've talked about this with the racial stuff. And you know what? I've grown a lot mentally through this because I'm a fucking savage. Like I just, I don't like people. And when I don't like them, I really, really don't like them. 
But I found that to just say fuck those guys. Like I you 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 I called them liberals left wing whatever. I don't know what else to call them. I still call them that. Um but them they it's a weird what are they? Who are they? You know what I mean? And that's our biggest problem right now is we don't have an enemy but they do. And by they I mean the people that with the vaccines anyway for the people that are for vaccines or I should say adamantly for them they for for vaccine passports they have us as enemies so they have that but we don't really look at it that I don't look at it that way I'm like man get yeah, it or don't I, I I understand but I think where I'm getting to and maybe the reason why I just want to have people on that are that are credentialed to yeah. talk about it and see what they're seeing. Absolutely, right? and then everybody can make their own damn decision, right? Well, uh, like uh, you know, like uh, so, Hodkinson. Everybody talks about Roger, Ho- Doctor yeah. Roger Hodkinson, right? I had people call me and say like, "This guy's a piece of crap," whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like <coughs> I, I don't know. He's just one person saying what he wants to say. Now I've had the complete opposite of like a ton of people reaching out saying they loved it, but I think where we are right now. Like, I give two craps what you think. Like, COVID, real, right. People are dying, great. Not great, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You can vaccinate, you're not vaccinated. Like, we, we got all these, like, things that come in, and they just keep, you know, you, you hear moving the goalposts so much. Well, yeah. we're, we're back to this again. Yeah. Of, like, how are we ever getting out of this cycle? How are we ever doing that? And, I don't and, think we want out of it. You don't think we want out of it? No. I, I mean, I've thought lots about this. Because this is what humans do, unfortunately. It's weird. It's very weird. I were, we, were we doing this before this? I think we were just different. I think like, I, I, I think I was explaining this to you the other day. My spiel on it is we go through these seasons, right? And my, the best way that I can find, I'm trying to really come to peace with what we're about to go into, potentially. Maybe not, though. And that's just it. I, I was like very dark and morbid when we first started yeah. and nobody else was and now everybody's starting to come to the dark side and I'm starting to be like okay well wait like at the end of the day you know we go through these ebbs and flows of like have you seen that and I don't mean to be cliche but there's that um, hard times create strong men yeah. strong men create good times good times, good times create, create weak men weak men, yep. men create bad times and I think that that's about as good as you can explain it right now. And we're at the bad times because we've created so many weak men, like I was saying earlier. Um, and now the thing is, is we got to ask ourselves, though, is like my line. So my line was crossed the fucking second that somebody told me that I should put a face mask on. My line was crossed. So I'm like, fuck you. But the question is, is okay, once that line's crossed, what do you do? Like, what? Do, where do we go from here? Once that line is crossed, so now what? Okay, so somebody's, you know, come up and smacked you in the mouth. It's like, okay, so what do you do? You know, in a physical situation, you fight back. Well, how do you fight back with this? You can just be defiant, which I strongly recommend. I, like, that's what I would say to do. That's what I do. Um, because you got to exercise these freedoms that we do have, or you lose them, like we were learning the other day. But, like, we go through these ebbs and flows and 
we're at a highly emotional charged time right now where this emotion has become everything and rationality has become thrown out the window. It's like this fucking dystopia that we're going through. And But here's the thing is, so if you look at this probably happened through the Soviet Russia phase, through the Nazi phase, through this has probably happened a hundred times in, in human history. And now I think all we look at is this is a powder keg and does the spark go off that blows this thing into a hundred civil wars across the country? It could. There could be a civil war in every fucking country, vaccinated versus non, because that's what they've that's what the media has managed to to create now or yeah things just wash out and we went through this we got to fight for a bunch of shit I back think, or, I don't know but the thing is is I think people w- believe it's just going to go back to normal and I also think that people believe that vaccine passport isn't that big of a deal hmm. now there's a lot of people on both sides that, that nobody you know the media certainly will never just shine a light on that Tons of vaccinated people think the vaccine passport is batshit crazy. Yeah. Right? Like lots of them. Lots of them. But I think I think a lot of people in the conversations I've had are just like it's gonna get better. Hell, I was listen, I was one Tanner, you could probably look me in the eye. I was one of those. I know you were. I was thinking like eight months ago, that's what I was. Guys, this is all gonna be okay. It'll be all gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this, it's gonna be fine. And what I feel is like there's too many of us holding on to that 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 carrot out in front of us. Like <laughs> yeah. that's still attainable yeah. if we don't stand up and start talking about it. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I was having a conversation with a couple of guys earlier today and I was just like, my line's been crossed. Like it just has. Yeah. And you you know, everybody everybody assumes right now, because of the way I've been attacking my podcast, right? Bringing on doctors that are controversial, bringing on uh, a border official officer who is controversial, yeah. right? Got a lawyer coming up this week. Got a professor coming up this week. All these guys got credentials beside their names. It's mm-hmm. not Sean Newman coming on and saying it. And they're just speaking to what they're seeing. Because my mind, it's, I'm done with, like, I already said it, for 148 episodes, like, well into 2021. Oh, I'll do the math on COVID. I didn't really say much. Behind nope. closed doors, I shared my thoughts. But on the podcast... I was going after the the Ron McLean, the Braden Holtby, the all these hockey stars. I mean, there was more than that, but I'm like, and what has it got us? It's got us further down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. where now if you're a young kid going to school, going to university, it's supposed to be the happiest times of your life. And maybe maybe it's not a big deal to get the, the shot. I, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I can't sit here mm-hmm. and say that. But like the fact that we're mandating to be on campus, that has to happen. Mm-hmm seems wild to me. Yeah. And the fact that so many people are pushing it seems wild to me. And the fact that, like, I just sit here and I go, like, so in order to go into fly, uh, you know, any federal transportation, you need double vax. Okay. Is that for the rest of time? Like, we're making a monumental decision for the rest of the time? And then what happens when, you know, like, hey, maybe all these conversations I'm having are wrong, Tanner. Maybe they are. But if all the data's right and vaccines wear off, so now you're going to have to have a booster mm-hmm. every six months for the rest of time? Is that what we're doing? Is that and if you don't get the boosters, now your vaccine passport isn't up to date. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe everybody understands that, and maybe I'm just the odd duck who's like, I just don't like that. Like that scares the shit out of me. I think it. You're not alone. 
Like it's, I think we're, yeah, I'm with you, obviously. We've, people want, and I, like I was saying, I didn't finish that, that point. You just kind of did though, is people want, like, it's almost like, do you know what it is, Sean? And this is what I, this might take a minute to explain, but think about it, is when Christianity was created, do you think they knew what was going on when it was built? Like when it was in the early stages of it. And you got to think is these people had no, they had no idea about any, like the, the principles that would have been created around that time would have been so new and, and so weird to so many people. And I'm a big studier of, of Nordic history, like Scandinavian history. And these people studied gods, like, they were uh, polytheists, so there was many gods. And all of a sudden, these Christians started, like, they, well, they went to where the Christians were, and they had this, they worshiped one god, and their worshiping practices, well, you got to think religion at the time was everything to these people. It was their culture. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? This is so weird. And even Christianity, not long before that, 900, 700 years before that, was in its infancy. And why I bring that to you is because <clears throat> I've talked to, religious people about this and it was the way that their culture was it needed something it needed a, a facelift as far as their what they believed in they, they wanted to be brought together over a common identity and you had your apostles and your prophets I'm not very good at this stuff so if anybody out there is like well you're wrong I get it I'm not fucking Christian but I can appreciate what it is and I can appreciate how this forms. And then, so you had this kind of fractured identity of this concept throughout, you know, Eastern, I think the Eastern parts of the Middle East. And all of a sudden this character came along named Jesus Christ. And everybody in this, they rallied around, not even who this man was, but the, the idea of who he was and this, this concept of, of this Messiah, this, this, this son of God. And he was the missing piece to bring that ideology together. And I see just because religion looked the way it did, um, you know, 2000 years ago, I think we're entering, and this, this is just something that I've kicked around, but you have all these crazy, what we consider to be crazy ideas. You got your climate change, you got your, um, you have your, like your H-A-J-K-L-M-N-O-P fucking community or whatever the fuck it is. The, you have the, um, the gender stuff. You got uh, like all these very liberal left-wing, you know, racial stuff. And it's all been bubbling and coming to a head for over the last about 10 years. And, but it, it was fractured, you know, you had Antifa doing these crazy shits, but it was this fractured identity, but it was this undertone of, of liberal left-wing extremism, a lot of it, and, and emotion. COVID comes along, boom. All of a sudden, all of those things were meshed together into one identity. And I'm not saying that COVID is racial stuff, but those people that believe in that, and I can tell you this because I just talked to one of them not that long ago, and all of these concepts are, are agreed upon and believed upon. And if enough people agree upon anything, it becomes the truth, right? All and uh, religion itself, 
is a collective set of ideas agreed upon. And as long as they're agreed upon, they are now the collective truth. That's all. So what we have right now is we have the center point of this new movement. I'm not going to call it a religion, but the vaccine passport, all these things, the vaccine is, think about it, the vaccine is your baptism into this new identity, this new utopia, this new heaven that these people are all running towards. And they're fucking savages towards what they think it is. And I'm noticing that that's a lot what it looked like when these ideological religions came along where it's either accept it or be, you either accepted it, you ran from it, or you succumb to it. And I feel as a non-vaccinated fella and somebody that will probably, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know what I'm, where I'm willing to go with it, but I can tell you as bad as the day that my, if, if somebody tries to vaccinate me, I'll be having a bad day, but theirs will probably be, substantially worse, especially if they come after my kids. Well, I've read stories about that with Scandinavian people coming. You know what I mean? So I know that's a lot to unpack, but just because it doesn't have a metaphysical religious connotation doesn't mean that it can't be a new truth accepted. And like, if you talk to true Christians, Jesus walked on water. Well, I, call me a skeptic, but really, you know, like, uh, you know, he's half man. I get he's a fucking demigod or whatever, but I don't think he walked on water. I don't think Moses is part of the Red Sea unless he was just on fucking DMT, like Rogan says. But here's the thing. They believe it. Why? Not because they think it's reality, because it's a collective truth agreed upon. And to me, that's what this vaccine, the COVID thing is. And it is weak people just yearning for to fit in and be in this collective group. And a lot of them are weak. They're, they're the desolate, weak. Like a lot of them are the people that I've seen that have been the most adamant about vaccine passports are they're not in the best shape. They're weak minded. They're very, they're scared people on average, not all of them, but a lot of the vaccine passport supporters uh, you look in their eyes they're scared they're scared of this devil that is covid or i'd say if if covid <laughs> if covid is the left-wing religion i think they're probably gonna annoy donald trump as the fucking devil <laughs> but <laughs> but i, I look like, what what's your take on that like i said that's a lot but i mean it's a when this in this time nothing's off the fucking table you know like if you go by twitter there's your Bible. <laughs> when you go by Twitter, uh, the people that are adamant about COVID are a lot of what you just said. But the thing is, is like, I think it's really hard to go off social media for anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've been yelled at for clips I've put out on about the podcast. I'm like, well, the whole fucking purpose of social media is to arouse emotion that draws them in. And yeah. at least in my opinion, that's what it's there for, right? Not to have some, you know, vanilla quote, it's, it's supposed to, like, move you to action, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole point of it. At I, least think that's, was, I think it had its early stages of actually being useful. Right. And so, um, like, I don't try and judge many things off social media or, you know. I look around my friend group, my family, coworkers, people I interact with, and I'm just always really interested in, like, 
their thoughts, how their brain works, the conversations I'm having. It's how I've gauged myself the last year and a half. Like, you know, like what are people talking about? And it's, it's just been as a collective, it's been really interesting, right? Tons of people I would have never thought would have, you know, started talking one way and talk a different way now. It's just been evident. It's been sitting right in front of my eyes. And now others will say, I'm sure, that I've become more and more um, steadfast or, uh, you know, like bullheaded in my mm-hmm. approach. And that that's fair. But I just watch what's going on. And I'm like, listen, Peter McCullough, who I got to interview, was the first time I listened to an expert who is not on the side of like COVID, um, like, COVID is the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But he did talk about how bad it is, right? Like, it's not good. And I was like, oh, like, that was good. That helped me see what was going on. But at the same token, he goes on to say so much more than just, like, you should be careful around COVID. He goes on to say, like, so many good points that so many people just write off. Well, he's like, who is this guy? You know, like, this guy's a nobody. I'm like, I don't know. Like, we're told to listen to all these people because they're doctors, they're nurses, they're public officials, whatever. But then we're not allowed to listen to the same titled person who talks against it. It's like, yeah. that makes zero sense to me. On both sides, too. On both sides. Yeah. It just makes zero sense. No. That's all I, I'm... And so until something changes on that, I'm like, I just sit there and I go like, well, I, I don't know. I, you say divide, you know, like, what are my thoughts on it being a religion? I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I don't see the extremists. I see the extremists for what they are on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the middle. I'm going, man, you're extreme. But I look at the other way and I'm like, man, you're extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Like I already said, the two episodes that got pulled off YouTube were Roger Hodkinson, Dr. Roger Hodkinson, mm-hmm. and then Patrick McNulty. Listen, they both are doing the same thing. They are, once the camera hits, they're yelling. They are to the point. They are mm-hmm. there to offend, to emo- emit emotion, and they believe what they're saying. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's a very interesting little cocktail. But I mean, okay. The other side has those too. And we all get to just sit there and look at them. I guess I'm looking at the middle, the the entire collective of the middle of this, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever is going on. And I'm going like, do we truthfully believe we're going back to normal in the fall? Like in a month's time? (laughs) And we're going, I think this is normal now. I said this when this thing started in last spring, like when all these, I said, we'll go back for a couple months and everybody will get their sense of complete. I think I said it on your podcast, actually. We're all going to get our, think that everything's back to normal, and then boom, there you go. And I think that's where the vaccine... What if conservatives get elected in? Because I, I, when, I, we, when we talked about this, we all assumed liberals were getting a minority. At least. At least. At least. And we're like, we're in for some of the dark, like, mm-hmm. you know? And now I look at the polls and I go like, Jeez, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I didn't. Right? I was gonna, son of a bitch is going to cheat. So that's the thing. is, But a, can he cheat to the level that Biden did? I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be harder in Canada. I think it should be easier in Canada, but I think it's going to be harder just because of the hatred towards him. Like, you could almost say the hatred towards Trudeau. Is the same as Donald Trump? I'd say it's more. Yeah. They, I, they canceled that one because they thought somebody's going to kill him. Well, I mean, when with Donald Trump, every rally he went to, he had thousands of people chanting his name, like supporting him. him. Yeah, Trudeau's Trudeau. nothing, 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 nowhere. He can't even scrounge together ten people to sit there and tell him he's good. Like he has no support, which which goes to show you, like he was 
he was they brought him in as a figurehead as this you know good looking you know good looking trendy young up and coming socialist that was going to push the new woke agenda but they didn't realize that he has the IQ of a boiled wiener <laughs> you know what i mean so they miss you know he's a drama teacher and that's it. So I think they just missed, they got the wrong guy. You know, Fidel Castro's son, you'd think they, they, he'd be able to push communism, but he couldn't. Like they, I don't know. He's gotten a lot done in his time. Who's that? Trudeau. Look where we're sitting as a country right now. Now, maybe it's enough to, to switch us back. I don't know. Yeah. I like the, uh, fact uh, he, the fact he could be prime minister again blows my mind. Yeah. And I know where we sit. And I understand yeah. all the biases that come with being out. But wet. those scandals and stuff, man, like, come on. Like, yeah. that's that's for everybody to, to, to see. Like, those aren't... He has, like... He's like the fucking Wayne Gretzky of fucking ethics. 100%. Like, so to go, so to go so, all the way back to yeah. your religion analogy, mm -hmm. right, of, like, is that where we're at? I don't know, man. Like, I, I sit here and I go, like... I don't think it's Canadian though. I think this is a global no, thing. No, global thing. Yeah. 100% it is, right? Yeah. You can't That's what my brothers talk about all the time. Like it's not like you go down south and this isn't here. It might be talked about a hell of a lot less right now cuz I don't I don't hear uh, all the United States talking about vaccine passports but just maybe some, they are. Some they're fractured. I mean, I just had a guy in here from the states. Yeah. He's up goose hunting or whatever. And he said it depends where you are. He goes you go to any of the coasts and it's straight well, New York. Yeah. LA. They they they're full on like New York, you can't fucking walk around town without a vaccine passport. Like it's full on full on lockdown if you don't have a passport. Then you go to Texas. I talked to my buddy in Texas and he's like, You're still fucking talking about COVID? And this was like three or four months ago. He's like, How's the COVID thing down there? He's like, You're still fucking talking about that? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Holy fuck. He goes, We didn't see any bodies the first couple weeks and just went back to normal. It's so like, <laughs> so strange yeah. the the different ways. Yeah, you know. He said he goes don't don't get me wrong. There's the people that believe it here and that are and he goes trust me he goes like there's there's enough evidence to say that you know some people are fucking dying from it. But he goes people down here are just like that ain't gonna stop us from. Like he life. said yeah he goes there's two things in Texas that you do, you work, and you enjoy what they consider their freedom. Yeah, and if you don't do either of those things, nobody listens to you. That's the thing is if if you're some socialist sitting there trying to mooch out the government in Texas, you don't have a say. You just don't. People are like, yeah, right on. Stay in your fucking house or I'll shoot you. <laughs> like, you know, like they don't like that guy said that lawyer said that we listened to the other day. James he said that the deal with the United States is the, the United States freedom of speech is they use it. Yeah. Well, and I was saying uh, another point that I heard uh, just the other day that I found like really, really makes sense is the difference between the United States of America mm -hmm. and British, you know, the British Empire, which we're part we're of. We're part of, of yeah, yeah. The Commonwealth. The Commonwealth is that the United States truly believe God gave them the, the rights, yes. right? Like government cannot take them away. Which is awesome. Where in Canada and the rest of the British Commonwealth is that government gave us our rights. So mm -hmm. they can actually kind of take them away and everybody's kind of like, yeah, all right, we yeah, got to yeah, have, yeah, you, whatever, know, yeah. you know, like. We're too nice. I, I, but we've never had a fight. We've shed no blood creating this thing. That's right. 
So there you go. I, and I, I don't know. Like at this point I go like, would I rather be going over to, you know, like Cy Campbell, when I had him on the World War II vet, mm-hmm. I'm like, were you terrified? No, man. It was an exciting time in life. Yeah. That's where my grandpa went. Wow. I talked to my, but the one thing my grandpa said to me about the war, he didn't talk about it. He was in some shit there, apparently. Yeah. Um, I asked him, I said, well, why, why'd you go? He goes, why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, and it was, they, you know, they were, they sat on the farm and fucking stooped bales for fucking 15, 16 hours a day. Somebody's like, you're going to get a free gun and you get to go to Europe. They didn't know what you're like. We look at Europe a little fucking different than my grandpa did in 1942, 1941. Right. It's like, holy fuck, we get to go on an adventure. You know, we go on a fucking I set up every night and go on a fucking YouTube adventure around the fucking world, learning about squatting, learning about fucking shooting shit, you know. Those motherfuckers sat there and they get to read the newspaper and they got to read all these things going on in Europe. And then they got to read about, you know, the Hitler and, and how bad he was. And then they look outside and they're like, okay, either I go over there and shoot some fucking Nazis or I'm going to sit here and fucking bake in the heat and work for my fucking dad for the rest of my life. They took that out. Like, that's the, that's the sense I got from them or from him and from the old boys in Marwain around that area. So no, you say it yeah. right. They'll probably call to adventure, right? Is, is, and that life all, didn't mean we're, we're as all, much as But we're it all did. searching for it. You know, yeah. I I don't know how to... I, I'll try and get this thought out. I always think of Jordan Peterson where he says, you know, like I'm thinking as I talk. Like I'm trying to work out my thoughts while I talk. I find, that's what I feel like with the podcast. Is Isn't const- it amazing? I'm constantly trying to think out, you know... Like but could you have ever thought, it. yeah, but it's hard to articulate it until you right. are orated. It's weird. Anyway. Sorry. So go back to the start of, of the, um, every shutdown, like COVID's coming, it's going to be bad. And I remember thinking like, holy shit. But it kind of gave, you know, like you have that dark fantasy that, uh, uh, you know, like the zombie apocalypse yeah, is going to happen. And I'm going to I'm, I'm be out on the farm <laughs> and we're going to dig trenches and yeah, we're going to shoot man. people and, you know, and we're yeah. going to have to fend for ourselves and okay, we're going to have nice. to team up and it's going to be a tough life. But yeah. It's going to be fun because there's going to be something there that just gives like, you know, yeah. there's so much there. Like, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, listeners can't see it, but I'm like, squeeze my hands. Like, you know, yeah. like that's life. Yeah. And what we're living right now is kind of like you go to work Monday to Friday and, mm-hmm. you know, you're out at the lake and, you know, it's like it's a great life, but whatever. But so when COVID hit, there was like this dark part of you that went, I always knew it was coming. Okay, now what? And so it kind of, you, you you know, being told to stay home, you're like, oh, fuck, this thing is real. Yep. All right, not going to work. I guess I'll figure that out. And you, you kind of roll through these things and, and you kind of enjoyed the darkness of it, as weird as that is to say. <laughs> I, yeah. And now the thing is, is like after a month of that, Maybe even two. We'll give it May. You're like, this isn't real. Like, I don't care what anybody. Like, I understand. Like, I, I think people mistake for me saying this isn't real. Like, COVID isn't real. Yeah, no, and that's what no, they're gonna hang on, which absolutely. is so stupid. Okay, COVID's yeah. real. Like, There's a get, flu get, out there. Yes, like, let's get, not get, get ourselves. That's right. Yeah. But it isn't knocking out fifty percent of the population. I don't want it to. I don't want to go down the street. And and see dead people on the street like that would 
that would be PTSD. Like you would never forget that, right? My yep. kids, then you would be totally panicked. You wouldn't be going to a birthday party. You wouldn't be going to an Euler game. You wouldn't be worried about things like that. Things but here we sit. And, and to I some th- people, it feels like that, I think. Well, be- but that's because of the fear. Listen, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I, w- I was watching uh, Miss Henshaw every freaking day for the public announcement of like, holy crap, like what's she going to say now? Yeah. Oh, we're shutting everything down. Oh, did you hear like, you know, and everybody's social media was like, oh, here's my, you know, I'm having coffee, listening to this thing. Holy crap. I'm like, and like that dark fantasy only can last for so long. And here, and here we are. And certain people snap out of it at different times, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've literally sat and talked to people and, you know, and we've talked like you can't, you can't, show somebody that they got to kind of find it for themselves right for sure and here we sit like things are awesome i don't mean to be negative and dark and everything but like things are awesome like sun was shining today had the kids at the lake it was awesome but then you come back and you listen to the news and they're talking about vaccine passports and all the (laughs) unvaccinated this and unvaccinated that and if you want to play in the whl you got to have your vaccine if you want to play in the sjhl you got to have your vaccine if you want to go on the campus at u of s you got to have your vaccine i'm like Really, that's where we're at. This is where we're at. See, I hate I, to beat this this uh, over with. You know, like I'm sure everybody's tired of it. Like I, I get that everybody yeah. is tired of listening to more and more information about it. But that's what's happening right now. They're just beating us all in the submission, so we don't want to stare at it anymore. And it sucks. Like, you know, like this sucks. See, I don't. I think it different though. Like this is. See, I feel I have the opposite version the ice is down here sean um i almost feel like i have the opposite version of the people that are clinging on to this because they love the emotion of like it seems like it anyways that that there's the scotch there um that are kind of clinging on to i think there's a lot of people out there that it's almost like a video game for people where, yeah, it sucks if you die, but you don't actually die. And it seems like these COVID believers, hardcore COVID believers, they know that it's not actually that dangerous. They want to pretend it is, but they know that it, it's not that bad. <laughs> video game. But they just love the <laughs> fucking, they love the fight. They love the emotion of it. And me, and this is why I think that is because me on the other end, best fucking two years of my life. By a mile, other than like 1995, because fuck, it was awesome in 95, man. <laughs> but why has it been the best two years of your life? Just because I had like it, this is the most, this is it feels like things matter. Things, things haven't mattered for a long time. Like we've said, I've never been the whole you see, I've fucking start new businesses like they're fucking. I've had this about my fifth or sixth. What I get bored and. I don't like the nine to five Monday. Like I should have fucking if, if I, I tried to at one point join the military, but they told me that it wasn't I, I was going to join the fire department and they told me, well, I don't think it's what you think it is. Right. Sat down in the interview and I just wanted to, uh, you know, run fuck. into a burning. Yeah, fire. I just like every day. Yeah. I was like, I want to show up. I want to put on my fucking gear and just run into fucking buildings all day long and fucking smash walls and fucking scoop people out, whatever. But they're like, yeah, you'll just, you know, you fucking like go to car accidents all day with dead kids and shit. It sucks, right? And you can't do anything about it. You're helpless to most of these things. It's like, fuck, you know, maybe that sucks. And then I did. I looked into joining the military and I'm like, they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go shoot fucking bad guys. 
like, give me a gun, train me how to fucking kill bad guys like a motherfucker and send me over there. And they're like, it's not how it works, bro. You know, like <laughs> you got the wrong, you know, the wrong perception of it. And I'm like, well, fuck. And both of those things seem like they, like there's high adrenaline, high chaos and they mat like things matter. So when this came along, the defiancy approach that I've taken with the whole thing and the fact that you're always on the edge of it blowing up, man, I, I've loved You've it. enjoyed that. I've loved it. I love the going underground and not letting anybody know what we're doing and, and you know, trying to lead people into, well, see, you know, and I like, I, like I've, like I've had so many people that have come up to me and said, you know, I was, I get called from somebody being like, Hey, I just went into superstore and didn't wear a mask. And I'm like, okay, right on. They're like, thanks. Like, see, I, and I think one of the biggest failures we had, maybe not, I, I shouldn't, I say we, and I, I, I mean that to maybe myself, maybe you, I just mean as the group of people that have been really paying attention, I feel like, uh, maybe mm-hmm. I'm generalizing too much, Tanner, but just I feel like one of the one of the the miscalculations that I had was I enter I educated myself and sometimes I, I misinform myself too. Like one of the things about going down the rabbit hole of like trying to figure not only like COVID out, but like just trying to figure out what's going on is yeah, there is some bullshit out there. Like tons, obviously. But I think we can all agree at this point. Anyone listen to this? There's tons of bullshit in the news too that makes zero sense, and we all look at it and go like, "That's stupid." Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you go down the other side, you're gonna run into some things that are like, "Well, that was stupid," right? Like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of a given. The thing that I didn't think about was I didn't bring my audience along for that ride. I was doing it by myself and not talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. So when Peter McCullough comes on, and I talked, obviously, I, you know, the second or third time I mentioned him, yep. people were blown away by that. He's been saying that for like eight months. Yeah. He had his Senate testimony pulled from YouTube. Then the senator went and they got a lawyer and talked to YouTube and it got put back up. Right? Like, think about that. That's, like, yeah. That is fucking wild. This is a doctor who's on the front line testing pa- patients. Like, and we can argue how many patients he's testing. We can argue a bunch of things. Right? But at the end of the day, it's like one of the miscalculations I had was I didn't bring the audience along for the ride. And I won't make that mistake again. Like, uh, I get it that I think it's like really cool to see lots of my audience is loving the, you know, the last like seven, eight episodes, which has been doctors, uh, people speaking out, whatever, giving them a platform to talk because, you know, obviously mainstream media ain't bringing those guys. And nobody's doing it locally, Sean. That's right. You're the only fucking guy. Well, here's the interesting thing lots of friends. A couple of people I have no idea who they are or have met once or twice all think I'm losing viewership. They assume uh, that yeah. it is tanking. Yeah. The other thing that, that I think is is interesting is I think they're trying to protect me. I think that's what they're trying to do. Like, listen, you need to, like, you know, maybe have the other side. Not only that, but, like, be careful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that guy's a piece of shit or that guy doesn't sound credible or that guy, whatever. And I'm like... I feel like a lot of people assume that by me bringing on whoever I do on the podcast, all of a sudden, my views are identical to yeah. that. And I'm like, listen, I've had lots of people on that maybe I like parts of what they say, maybe parts, you know, like yep. I love lots of people who've come on. I don't remember a single thing from our episode. Nothing changed my life and <laughs> anything they said. Like, think about that. And in me the last either, in the last seven, eight episodes, there's some things that have really stuck with me that I'm like, probably going to carry this for a while right 
and that's what I think uh, uh, I'm going to change here moving forward. Well, I've yeah. already started to. And, like, you know, if the podcast goes up in flames because everybody gets, you know, whew, you're a little controversial. We don't like that. Uh, I'm out of here. So be it. Then it was never going to be anything anyways. Dude, you're at, what, 200? Closing on 200 episodes. So it's a success with regard to, like, 200 fucking episodes. Guy my could, my wife know? once asked me, God bless my wife. She's the best. But she looked at me. She's concerned too, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking to all these, these. Uh, I don't know. What are we even calling them? I don't even know what we're calling them right now because, like, they're doctors and lawyers. They're just outspoken of yeah. like what's going on. And he, he, even then, if you say it the right way, maybe you're not so extreme, right? I, I point everybody to Andrew Liebenberg. Go listen to him. Mm-hmm. That's a guy who sat in front of me and was scared for his job. That guy's awesome. And staying in Canada. And he's just, you know, like he's going like this is wild that even talking about this makes me this nervous, right? Is it well? And his 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 son is sick, right? Yeah, leukemia, leukemia. And so they could get deported back to South Africa. Yes, which would, under the state of current South Africa, would not bode Be, well for his son. That's right. And he feels the need to speak to up. To speak up. So I don't care how how COVID pro COVID pro vaccine you are. It, do you, none of those motherfuckers would put that on the line. No. Well, you know what I mean? So, I've never met one COVID believer, one left-wing lunatic that would put that on the line. And he did. That's more on a line than a doctor. That's more on the line than anybody we can fucking fathom. He put the... He decided that this message is more important than... A potential then going uh, along, getting his papers, staying in yes. Canada for the rest of his life, blah isn't blah 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 blah. Fucking crazy. No, but it is, but it like, isn't. It isn't. I, I'm, like, listen, let me finish what yeah, I was going to say. No, 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 no. It's all good. Uh, no, because Andrew is like he's. That's why I say people wonder why how I got down this this rabbit hole, Tanner. Yeah. It's like I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. Sure, I got my own beliefs, but I didn't want to like really attack it this way. But go listen to Andrew Liebenberg, part one and part two, and then go tell me you don't go. Yeah, like, you know, there's maybe some holes in his argument, but what he's talking about being concerned about, we should probably all be concerned uh, about. Oh, yeah. So Mel goes exactly. to me, like, what happens if, what happens if you know, I got sponsors, right? What happens if they all start pulling out? Do I want that? No, I love my sponsors, right? Yeah. What happens if they all start pulling out? Would you change what you say? And I'm like, well, that's it. Like, honestly, I'm like, I don't know how I'd ever reconcile that in my yeah. head if I stopped going down and attacking something because the money dried up. It's like, and 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 I, I say it. Listen, my my drinking the old moonshine. Yeah, my no, my wife wants the best for me. She understands where I'm in this currently. Nobody's talking about it in our area, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe me and you. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Publicly. Publicly. Like, yeah. Publicly. A hundred people. Lots of people are talking, talking about, about it everywhere. It, but a lot of people wouldn't put their balls in the vice of doing it publicly. Well, I and, just to me, I'm they like do it, they spew venom. What, what what I don't understand, you know, I've I've had. A bunch of conversations now with doctors who are actively working in Lloyd mm-hmm. and area. And they all say the same thing. If I come on your podcast and talk about what I want to talk about, I will not have a job the next day. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I don't know. Now, somebody might say, well, you know, I had this argument thrown at me a year ago. My husband works for Husky. Mm-hmm. If he comes on and talks about Husky, he could be fired. I'm like, well, he's an oil field worker. He could come on and talk about the oil field. And I don't think Husky's <laughs> going to can him for that. Right? Like, we're at a place where if a doctor steps out of line, they could be gone the next day. Well, we're already seeing it. I mean, Francis Christian is the one that's in Saskatchewan. Right? And he, go back, like, 
people are going to argue. I would argue, like a year ago, I would argue that, ah, oh, France, it's like, I get what you're saying, but you sh- maybe shouldn't have been so disagreeable. Mm-hmm. But like, what he's saying is his kids shouldn't be vaccinated. Like, that's all he said. And he's in a position where he probably should say that. That's his whole flipping job. And then we can him for it. And everyone just kind of carries on. And I'm like, yeah. like, this is going on. And I just go back to what I said. Like, I'm not going to do that again. My audience is going to hear where I'm researching. I'm going to try and bring these guys on. Listen, for all, everybody listening, I want a doctor to come on that disagrees with me mm-hmm. just to hear him talk about VAERS and like right. and vaccination safety concerns, right? Maybe maybe I am down this hole and there's nothing to worry about. Get your vaccination card, then you can travel wherever you want, Tanner. We can go mm-hmm. to Mexico together. It'll be great. See, but it's it, here's the problem is I don't think they're going to do that because even when you get these people on that speak ag- like against, not even against COVID, but against the government control of it or the bureaucratic control is even they all say I'm not against vaccines I'm not saying COVID isn't bad they're not you know they're saying I get the other side but I'm just saying that we can't give up total control of everything in the name of a little bit of fear but if you get the other side from what and I do I try to watch the other side speak and I, like I said, I sat down with a buddy of mine and tried to listen, but fuck. And it's, they just, they, they will not, like a doctor's not going to come on and say, I understand that this isn't, you know, that we don't have the death numbers and that people aren't dying in the streets and, and that, you know, vaccines should be your choice. They don't say that. They come on and say, you are irresponsible for not getting the vaccine. You are selfish and you are irresponsible and COVID is deadly. They will not just say, hey, I get what it looks like, but here's some information for you. They will not do that. At least if they are, I'm not seeing it. And if not, they have this arrogance about them that like, well, I'm going to protect me and my family. I'm going to protect my neighbor. I guess if you're not going to, that's your decision. Like, it's like, really? But I, but like, once again, I, I see so many, I, I just, I just do the friend group, the coworkers. I got a ton, I got a ton of guys around me that are all vaccinated and they're like, man, I don't really give a shit. Right. Like yeah. that's fucked. Vaccine post. Ah, that's fucked up. But I will say this, but they don't I've know. also heard the comment out of them that, but listen, I'm not going to fight that hard. Right. Like right. I already, I'm already va- yeah. Like what the heck does it bother me if, you know, they say you need your vaccine to get yeah. across the country. Or, you know, now the big thing is, well, honestly, like, if we could go anywhere in Canada, great. But, you know, every other country is going to mandate it. So what are you going to do then? I'm like, I don't know. Like, but I guess I'll have to figure that out when it comes. You know, I always go back to like old Rutherford. Like, some things just resonate, resonate with me six months after the fact, right? I go, you know, like... Well, if I gotta if I gotta get it to travel the states, like my my fucking in laws are in the states, right? Like my kids, like, grandparents, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just can't sit in little old Hillmont, Saskatchewan the rest of my life and act like that's gonna be life. Like, you know, how am I going to? And I'm gonna put this in quotes because I hear it all the time now. Participate in society, right? Yeah. And he goes, well, they haven't mandated it yet, though, to travel. So yeah. why would you do something before they mandate it? I get it. If they mandate it, then maybe you're right. Maybe you're gonna have to make mm-hmm. that choice. 
And so many people are like, well, I want to travel, so I got it. It's like... But you don't have to. Well, actually, (laughs) I just agree with Rutherford. I'm like, well, you don't have to. Right? Don't get me wrong. They're making it difficult if you don't have it. But you still... Hell, I went to the States. Yeah. Went to the States with no vaccine. You just have to quarantine for 14 days. Got like four COVID tests in like an eight-day span. Tested negative. He all stared at me and laughed and carried on with life. But that's what I mean. But people just want to conform so bad. And that's dangerous. In Canada or everywhere? I can't speak for everywhere because you know, I don't see them. But I just see, and I can't even speak for the rest of Canada. I can sp- speak for the people I see. And that's the one thing I'm trying to do. And it's very hard, obviously, because of social media and just the media in general. But I try to study the people that I can watch because that's real. You know what I mean? Because like, like the other day, just to quick fucking curveball is I watched somebody post something on social media that said this is going on in France right now or yeah. or Poland or something and it was this million there's a million people in the streets and they're like they're fighting the 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 fucking passports or whatever like that some guy comes on and he's like uh here's that picture that's actually uh the Kremlin in Russia and that was uh like 10 years ago for this like Russian celebratory day or whatever that they do every year and that's actually like 2 million people in the square in the red square or whatever the fuck they call it celebrating so and and it, they showed the actual picture of it and you're like okay so not everything either side sees is real right that's correct so I look I talk to these people and you know so many of them are like I'm like well why'd you get the vaccine ah, I just felt like the right thing to do uh, you know and I'm like oh so and it's probably, like, if you look, <laughs> 70% of people follow the leader. You know, that's the way it works. And they are like, well, I'm just going to go get the vaccine now because, you know, it's easier than having to fucking have any kind of conflict in my life moving forward. Same guys that show up to the same job every fucking day and are like, well, just as long as I can maybe retire on a little bit and maybe, you know. <laughs> Go out and, you know, maybe get a blowjob every two or three months and maybe we'll we'll see what happens. You know, good little life here. You know, they're just and it's like, how the fuck can you live like that, man? You know, like and I don't get it because I'm on the probably the farthest end of the other one where it's like life's life's meant to be lived. Life's way too fucking short. Right. And on top of that. Listen, had a good friend's dad get uh, killed in a head on. uh collision and like seven in the morning because the sun the sun blinded right him. right this is recently or this one? um this is a year or two ago now and so like life is is a fickle thing right like i mean we want to sit here and act like you know what what is it I, like i hate the stats like obviously the <laughs> stats are great yeah but like on average we're gonna live to what 82 something like that yeah. 80 yeah. Right. With COVID, I think it's fourteen now. But whatever. and then, yeah. and then, in, and then in two days, uh, you find out you got a brain tumor and you yeah. only got a year to live. And it's like, well, what the hell am I worried about the next eighty years? For? I'm not saying you don't have to plan for the future. No. Damn, you do. For but sure. I mean, like, there's so many things moving at all times that are just trying to knock you down a peg. Whether we're, you know, like I drive every single day. I, you know, in this country, we drive through some shit, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I do for a job. It's like. Like, if I sat and you told me the death numbers every single day from motor vehicle accidents mm-hmm. or impaireds or whatever, like, we'd probably all stare at that and go, like, I'm not doing that. You know, I need some danger pay to be doing that, right? Absolutely. I'm just, 
everybody's tired. Everybody's wore down. Everybody's tired of talking about COVID. I find the people who are my friends that are vaccinated, my family that are vaccinated, they're just tired. They just want things to go back. Yep. And the thing I keep saying, and maybe I'm wrong, and I actually really hope I'm wrong. Really hope things just go back and everything yep. just smooths out and it just smooth sailing. But I don't feel like it's going back to normal. Like I just my gut tells me this ain't going back to normal. Not what we deem normal. But you gotta think too, is at one point <clears throat> horses were normal. Hmm. And then a True. train came along and a car came along and things were never the same again. And there's people that probably thought, holy fuck, these stupid fucking cars and trains, you know? I don't know. I, I That might be a bad example comparing it to government totalitarianism. But um, maybe my hope is that my hope is that this teaches us to decent. Like, I would love to go to this is my dream, Sean, is I'm going to coin this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like neo cavemen <laughs> neo drive so I, I i hope that we descent completely decentralized media i would like to see us decentralized government i'd like to see us go back to like a neo tribalism where it, I, 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 there's a part of me that hopes that the push for globalism destroys globalism. And you got to think if, if we just can't travel, cause you know, what's going to happen next. Like we, you don't you know anybody with fucking two lips and a half an asshole can figure out that climate change is the next thing. You know, COVID is going to run its course. Like let's not kid ourselves. And they're going to bring in where they like everybody's like, well, I need a you need your vaccine passport now. If I'm going to go to my one week a year in Maui and oh, you know, fuck, I can't wait because, you know, the old lady gets a little fucking randy when we're in Maui, you know. And so they're so far the 51 weeks of the year, they hate the fucking ground they walk on. But for one week, they're like, oh, this is so worth it. Fucking I'm going to go get a, an experimental fucking gene therapy to go fucking and. But anyway, I kind of like that impersonation. <laughs> but here's the thing is they're going to they're not going to want anybody flying before too long anyway, because we're destroying the fucking ozone, not the ozone layer. Fuck, I'm old. We're just we're all this car. Unless you're down, un yeah. unless you're unless you're a politician. Yeah, exactly. Or we're, unless we're you have billions of dollars. And, and so it, we I hope that they they fuck this up so bad that we go back to, you know what, like where we live like we're supposed to, like for each other in smaller groups, right? And I I think now I can see it starting to form, you know, because here's the thing is that these people that are so pro-vaccine and stuff, it's like I just want to grab them and say, hey, bro, I, I get it. Like I know where you're going with this, but guess what? this doesn't end with me getting vaccinated and you being happy. That's not where this ends. I know that that's what you think, but that's not where this ends because tomorrow it's something else. Eventually you're going to hate what they mandate. It's the way this fucking game works and they're going to, they're going to eventually alienate everybody. But that by the time that happens, it might be too late because everybody's just bowed down to too much. 
But I just would like to see this. Like we're watching media decentralize. We're watching media road to where people don't listen to CTV news. They listen to Sean Newman at times instead. You know what I mean? We don't listen to Joe Rogan has more pull than any fucking news outlet in all of the United States. So, you know, maybe this is the rebirth of something special, something special of this. And I mean, don't don't think that there isn't going to be violence in order for this to happen. We will have to fight for the ground we stand on. We will have to do that. Now, is it going to be me and you to fight? Is it going to be my sons to fight? Is it going to be my grandsons to fight? I don't know. But we will have to fight for this dirt. We will. There's no fucking question in my mind. I hope it's us because I'd rather me fight and fuck those fuckers up than my kids do it. And I kind of want to do it. Right. But I, I just it would be nothing better than having, say, even something the size of Alberta or half the size of Alberta that's ours that they can't take. You know what I mean? And I see us going towards that because of the globalization effort. I find it's getting closer to that. The thing that you try to push the most is always going to spin off in the opposite direction, right? So as dark as I've been in the past, I'm seeing hope here. It's either going to be death or hope. So that's what we're left with where, you know, everybody was kind of in that gray area before where I hope it gets better. But I think the fight's coming. And I think, you know, I think that the elitists are going to end up all on an island. I just think they are. Like, do you, do you ever watch the Summit series? I was talking to somebody about this. Remember the Summit series when they went to Russia? Yeah. And everybody in that building was just this uptight. Like, there was no, like, peasants in that building. It was that classic Russian men's, like, it was all fucking men standing there, all suit and tied up. Those were your elites. They got to go watch that. Guy from a farm didn't get to go watch that. Right? <laughs> We're going back. You're going to go to an Oiler game. It'll be just all these fucking liberal fucking studs. You know, speaking of uh, hockey, I, I don't know if it's true or not, because, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Twitter. Like, you got to do your fact checking and everything else. Yeah. But supposedly Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, we'll st- speak to the two that are nearest yeah. to us, have been losing season ticket. Holders. Well, I guess now, so. No, no. Now, on the flip side. There's a guy who says, yeah, fuck, they got waiting lists. People are just running to get those tickets. Uh, yeah. And maybe. And maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I don't know either. We'll find out. Right? Like. I know that if I had season tickets. They'd be gone. They'd be fucking gone. They'd be gone. Like, I'll, I'll probably watch a couple games, but, you know, sports don't matter to me like they used to. And is that a bad thing? Because I used to get very emotional over a bunch of fucking highly paid teenagers skating around fucking trying to hit each other and they don't actually, even want to. You know, COVID made me understand why sports was so damn important. And when they took it away, you could feel that we had nothing to just kind of like... Bond around. Bond yeah. and argue around that yeah. was inconsequential. For you know? sure. Like I, like I, um, my 200th episode coming up uh, is Mr. Glenn Sather, right? Like, Yep. Me and him get talking about it at the end. You know, he's like, ah, I shouldn't talk about politics. It's not my place. And I'm like, well... Here's the thing. You make a bad trade for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, I, as a fan, I can get pissed off, but at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my daily life. Other than my hopes and dreams for us having a Stanley Cup yeah. have been diminished, right? Is, yeah. I said, when, when, when government mandates something across an entire population, 
fucking rights we get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like that impacts my life every single day. I live here. It impacts my kids growing up. Everything this country does in the political sphere, you know, affects us. You know, I forget who said this, but politics and religion. Two most important things um, in the world. And we don't talk about them enough. Why? Because, I mean... They're very polarizing. Right. Yeah. But they dominate how we live our lives. Absolutely. Like politics, look at what it's... Look at how it's affected the last yeah. year and a half. But we talk about them now. We well, talk we about to. it now, we ma- now that it matters. Like, we this ha- is good. You we, know? we have to. And you think, too, dude, it's like... We're, we grew up in a time where... Dude, fucking Stephen Harper was the prime minister, and I didn't even know it. That was, like, what, eight years ago? Six, eight years ago? Nine, ten years ago? Sure. Whatever it is. I didn't fucking know. And even when Trudeau got fucking voted in, I was 2015, like... 2015, oh. right? That's Trudeau. Yeah, so, so that's six, six years, years ago. ago. So when Trudeau got in, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I knew it was bad. Yeah, but right? you didn't know how bad but it I was. But I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever, you know? Well, I mean... I didn't even think about it. Didn't even think... I was too busy arguing with my brother about the fucking Oilers. And... um. Well, we were in cruise control. Yeah, we've been so, in cru- we've been in cruise control for a long time. But here's the thing: is like my grandparents were hardcore into politics. Why? Because they saw fucking World War II. They saw Vietnam. They saw what happens when politics do bad things, and then everything just kind of disappeared, right? So we're just in a time where politics matter. And guess what? Whatever's going to get sorted out, maybe our kid, like my kids, know more about politics. Then my grandparents even did. My parents, sorry, did. Going through. So it just matters. But guess what? In like the next generation, probably we won't be talking about it because it's probably not like, like as much as there could be this dystopian fucking global society of robot controlled people. All I know is I watch guy. Did you watch Jocko Willink do that fucking? If he was president, president uh, presidential. There's yeah. still motherfuckers like that around. Yeah. So as long as there is guys like that, there's guys like who Joe Rogan is another one that lays in the weeds a bit, but has so much fucking power, it's not even fucking funny. There is still, you know, there's um, there's the Jordan Petersons out there. There's all these guys that have been laying in the fucking weeds. Well, but you're going to piss them off at some point. And like, even like I said, I, I was showed that Jocko thing to um, I forget who it was. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, this guy could snap his fingers right now and start a fucking civil war. You know what I mean? And I've heard of guys that said since this Afghanistan thing, uh, I think it was there was a Marine that came on and was talking about it. And he said, I, I can speak for the Marine Corps when we say that we've never been so fucking mad at our government in history. <laughs> that's what this guy said. Now, that's a bold statement. But you can't take that lightning. Marines are bad motherfuckers. And Marines are typically a little more Donald Trump and a little less Joe Biden. You have to be to do that job. You have retired Navy SEALs living across the entire fucking country. You got retired Green Berets living across the entire fucking country. There is a lot of bad motherfuckers. Thank you. You just stole the word out of my head. You know what I mean? And we just don't see them because they're bad motherfuckers for a reason. They have what's called emotional control. Well, here, here's here's what I'll say. I'll, just, I will, I'll bring it back to my experience, right? I mean, just give you my experience. 
Interview Roger Hawkinson. That says fireworks off every which direction, right? I'm sure Roger Hawkinson offended half the damn town because of the way he talked. And I said I was the guy, you know, sitting there dodging him because I'm like, holy shit, he's like yelling at me, throwing. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, the hell is like? like yeah. I'm, I'm like, I feel fucking violated. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good wake up call, though. Yeah. And, you know, and, and since then, listen, I, I try and explain this as best I can. Obviously, the podcast is getting listens. Like, I get it. When I hit about 120, I went through this like 30 episode window. It was just, it was vanilla. And I, I, I'm not trying to be controversial. That's not what I mean. It was just like, you know, that was a good episode. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. I hit these last seven. And there are people coming out of the woodworks that I'm friends with that I had no idea listening to the podcast yeah. saying, like, keep doing what you're doing, man. That is interesting. Right, and there's people coming out of the movie saying, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, you need to have whatever. It's like, yeah, but the the majority of people that reach out to me right now are all saying the same thing. Like, it's about time somebody started talking about this. Right. Like, it's about time. Not, don't talk about this. Ooh, this is offensive. Right. Yeah. Like, I always go back to my audience. I assume your audience too. Are smart people? Like, they are just. Listen, like, I, listen. I don't know how many gems I got out there. Oh, there'd probably be a few. But oh, probably. No, but, yeah. but, I, but I mean, like, there's some really smart, gauged people that listen to us talk and go, "These yeah. two guys are morons," and yeah. whatever. But when you get a but a, we're but to a lot of people, we're their morons. That's right. We are their. Well, morons. you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> that is true. That is really true. Like, because nobody's had the like, dude. You you had the balls to actually go do this. You know what? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and suck your dick all fucking day, but like, <laughs> you know, like by you going and doing it, it opened the door for when Kenny and I wanted to start do this. It's like, well, fucking Sean's on like a hundred or whatever you were. It's like, like if, if fucking Sean Newman could do a hundred fucking podcasts. Yeah, that's Sean like, Newman. <laughs> <laughs> you prick. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that true? But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it, it's doing something. Well, I, you know, I, like, listen. I, I just I go I go back to. Uh, I got friends and family, double vaccinated. I know we yeah. talk way too much about the vaccine, and well, frankly, sure. I frankly I, I need to clarify this one more time. I don't really care whether no. you got it or not. It's all everybody's individual choice. That's mm -hmm. where I stand on it. Absolutely, you want to get it? Don't get it. Where I do have some qualms is I have people very close to me that got AstraZeneca. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, like, I know everybody's saying get the first one possible. Mm -hmm. but when other countries are saying, in even these times when there's so much bad beef about all of them, but they're stopping administering AstraZeneca, I'm like, don't get AstraZeneca. Well, yeah. they got them. Well, now, okay, then they're like, okay, AstraZeneca, we're not, we're not administering the second dose. So you can get Pfizer, you can get whatever you want. And so then, then they go get the other one. Well, then, you know, it's only like two weeks ago, Canada's out looking for people to participate in. And, uh, <laughs> participate is a good fucking word. In, in double dose or opposite <laughs> dose or whatever we're calling this, this combo stack. mix. We're doing, That's right. Sounds like what I used to be to fucking see what roided the, out of my head. Ooh, to, to see what the, the, the harm or the effects of it are. I'm like, like, come on, we can see this. And then to top it off, other countries aren't 
aren't acknowledging that you had a stack, a combo, whatever we're calling it, (laughs) right? So they want you to get a third. So there are guys who are already getting their third vaccine, Tanner. And I'm like, come on. Like, I get it. I get it. I'm like the guy who's weird and not doing what the rest of society's doing. But you're going to get not only the combo, but then you're going to get, you know, a a large fry on the side, too. Like, come on. What are we doing here? This reminds me so much of my bodybuilding days. When guys are like, dude, I'm stacking like trend and like Anadrol and like, and then be like, like, what would happen if I like put like this and this and then he shows up the next day, fucking can't walk, so infected and shit. And like, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because it's almost like seeing that everybody's stacking their vax, you know? <laughs> it's just wild. I just, uh, and that's our own government that pushed it. That's our own medical professionals that push it, right? So yeah. I don't think all medical professionals are the antichrist. That's far from it. I don't think they're bad people. I don't think anything. I just think, like, you could sit back and go like, Come on. Like, that right there, we could have found a way to get more people to understand, like, listen, you're going to get vaccinated? That's cool. AstraZeneca, I don't care what they were saying at the time. Like, maybe for the most, uh, like the people in the area of most concern, maybe it was smart for them. I, I, you can make that argument, yeah. sure. But when other countries are getting rid of it, and our country's saying it's safe. Yeah. Get it. I'm like, come on. There's hypocrisy right there. Yeah. Like, it's right there for you. Well, and then they get rid of it. Well, now they're saying we can just have Moderna. I'm like, I don't trust the thing they're saying no. at this point. They're just saying whatever to get you to get it. That's what it, look, they're giving out. Hey, you get a fucking, you know, a lottery ticket. Teen burger and a fucking, you know. I don't know who the guy who won the lottery is, actually. I don't. They probably didn't fucking. He probably died from the vaccine. Um, that's another thing, too, is. There's also the other side of this of, like, I'm trying to get a, a friend of mine on the podcast. Yeah. He's an avid listener. So if you're out there listening to this, you know who you are. That <laughs> damn near fucking died from it. He got, he even went and his wife was like, which one did you get? And he goes, the one that gives you fucking blood clots. Because like, oh, <laughs> she's the, she's like the one that says, you know, you shouldn't do it. Like, she's totally against it or whatever. And uh, you unplugged me there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's like totally against it. And he uh, he went and got it. And fucking blood clot just about fucking killed him. Yeah, we're good. That's That's what I understand happened. Now, if he's out there, maybe he can clarify. And... If that did happen, he should probably track me down because I would love to have him come tell people some truth. But there you go. Like, I mean, it only... Here's the thing is... And this is my stance on the vaccine is I am a vaccine. We were all born a vaccine. If you are healthy... What do you... Oh, if you're healthy, you shouldn't need to worry about it. Your your chances of surviving this flu, if you're healthy is like better than the chance you have of like you driving home tonight have a better chance of dying as a healthy man than if you get COVID. Yeah, but so but one of the things that was so evident to me on this Tanner was uh, this is why I got involved or this is why I'm starting to talk to doctors and everything is because listen to enough different doctors I've actually read now some case studies of Mexico is one of the ones in particular, but like of this 
you know, ivermectin, right? Now, no. do I know what ivermectin Ooh, you is? You just said it. <sighs> yeah, there we I'm go. I'm going to get canceled. So, ivermectin, do I know what it is? No. I'm going to be very, very clear. I have no idea what it is. Like, I, I get what it can do, yeah. but I have no idea what it's it is. It's Ivomac, isn't it? I don't same, know. Same thing. It's a parasite killer. It's a parasite yeah, killer, 100%, yeah, right? Yeah. And, you know, now it gets labeled as uh, you give it to your cows and your horses, which you do. You do. But it also was developed for humans, and that's yeah. a long story. Well, and it works, apparently. Right. I go back to, like, even talking about it gets you pulled from, I know. from sites and everything. And yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, I get misinformation. I get blah, 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 blah. But here are some credible doctors <laughs> on the front lines Dude. talking about all these different early treatments you can have yep. to save lives, and they're canning that. It's yep. like... And they're saying it saves lives. Like, it's... The guys are saying it saves lives. And then you bring it up to somebody who's a pro-vaxxer and, like, pro... or Sorry, if I, this is another thing that pisses me off. This is not a vaccine. It still is not considered a vaccine. It ha- it is gene therapy. Sounds like misinformation to me, right? It's gene therapy, and they've decided to call it a vaccine because it makes you feel more comfortable. If it's like I'm going in to get a gene therapy, gene nobody's therapy gonna shot, nobody's going to fucking do it. So they they right away changed the narrative to calling it a vaccine, so that you felt safer. Get it? It's not a fucking vaccine. Even the vaccine companies that started it said this is not a vaccine. But then they're like, yeah, I guess we could just call it that. Well, yeah, that's like me saying, yeah, you see this uh, this uh, fucking rattlesnake in my hand? It's actually a piece of licorice. Oh, okay, then let me hold it. It's like... <laughs> that's where you go with the analogy. Well, you know, it's like, oh, well, then it must be a piece of licorice if you said it was, and then you're like, it bites you in the face, and you're like, what the fuck? You told me it was licorice. But like... Like the the miss, like the narrative is it's it's what scares me. And this is, I I don't understand why it doesn't like. I can get the COVID, like I don't get it, but I can understand why people might be scared of it. Because if you sit in the echo chamber, that is the COVID, the pro COVID um, narrative, right? Just like my echo chamber tells me that it's all bullshit, their echo chamber would tell tell them that, that that it's real. I can understand that. What I don't understand is you cannot deny the one-sided narrative. Yeah, nobody can deny that. Nobody. the The most aggressive pro-COVID left-wing extremist cannot deny the fact that they can say anything they want. And if I say the word ivermectin, I'm gone off the fucking face of the earth. That's fucking weird. I don't care who you are. Listen, I, that's I've, fucking weird. I've had two 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 episodes pulled off YouTube, and you know, hater love Patrick McNulty, the cop who yeah, he's talks like, about, that guy got fired up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had more downloads than any one guest I've ever. Is that right? Not any one guest. Any guest I've had in twenty twenty one. Is that right? And he only would lasted four days. <laughs> Fuck, eh? I was actually so surprised. he has that many people following him. Oh, man. Huh. And I listen. But he goes can... off on like child trafficking and stuff like that. Yeah, he does. And that's, I, I tell See, you what. See, and that's the other thing. When a guy talks about that yeah, and shut they down. take it down, that's fucking weird, man. Yep. We shouldn't be talking. We should be talking about COVID like third page down on the news, but we should be talking about pedophilia. Pre- protecting children. Protecting children. and But we're not. And that's fucking weird to me. You know what I love about the word weird? 
it means so much more than just weird. <laughs> it's such a descriptive word without, you know, yeah. like, right? It, it, it's used when you cannot understand something. Like it's just, And that's one of them, right? He talks about yeah. it. And honestly, I wasn't getting on the podcast when I said, at work, I've been on a safety call from a guy from Texas where he talks about that. On a safety call in a giant co- uh, corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it blew everybody away. We're like, holy shit. I thought that was bullshit, right? Like, not that it, so, like it's bullshit. It's just like we're not supposed to talk about it in this circle, right? Like, like that's that's left for around the the late night campfire. That's where you talk about that. You don't talk about that at work in broad daylight with all the bosses and head guys at the company. So we on. don't talk about the safety of our children. That's right. See, it's so f- fucking stupid. Like that should be what we talk about the most, and like. It, it's, but here's the thing, Sean, and this is fucked up because I'm a big hist. Like, you go back to the last time this happened. I think the last time that this, what we're watching, from what I can understand anyway, was the Roman Empire. Of just a complete, because they they were such a global entity at the time for what could be global, for what we, for the world what, yeah, was for yes, what yes. we saw the world was, and they operated much like we are right now. Like they did, and. Here's the thing is you could go into a a bathhouse, like a prostitution house, which they were fucking everywhere, like in Rome itself. So here's the thing. They were collecting taxes from all these tribes that they that got absorbed by the Roman Empire as far east as um or as far west, sorry, as like Britain. Britain, Germany. Yeah. Right down into parts of Africa, right up into parts of like Mongolia, shit like that almost. So they're collecting taxes from all these poor sons of bitches who are basically starving as the Roman Empire just rapes them of everything they got. And you could walk in in Rome, and this is in, my buddy was in Pompeii, so they dug Pompeii back up or whatever, and he said you walk around and there'd be a building with a giant dick carved in the side of the fucking building, right? And what that meant was go in there and fornicate. And they were very they were very open about the fact is like a guy could go in and be like, I would like a five year old boy, please. And they'd be like, yep, give him little Tommy. And he'd take him into this room and do whatever the fuck he wanted to. And that was OK. They're like, yeah, no, this is just what we do, motherfuckers. Like, why is every like they didn't even say that because at the time it wasn't even nobody even thought any different of it. And now I'm seeing all these fucking lunatics that are like pedophilia is a sexual orientation. It's like, no, it's not, you sick fucking pricks. But yet, they're like, well, no, but it is. It's like, I like little boys, so I should be allowed to do stuff to him. It's like, well, no, you shouldn't. They're like, well, yeah. And then there's governments that are like, yeah, no, actually, there's, there might be some merit to that. You know Bullshit. what? Bullshit. Where is the government saying that? Well, fucking Trudeau le- legalized fucking anal sex for people under, what was it, like down to 12 or something like that, which go figure out how that fucking works. Or what was it, 14? And they've supported all these like si- sexual liberation fucking acts. <laughs> You're talking about he supports gay relationships as young as 14. Yeah. That's what you're meaning? Which that doesn't mean how old the... Because let's face it, a lot of male pedophiles are pedophiles towards young men like young boys right and i'm not saying hey to all you pedophiles that like girls sorry but (laughs) i would say that a lot of them a lot of the molestation that happens is 
man on man, older and younger, right? Like older man, younger boy. Well, I and so therefore is what that allows them to do is have consensual sex at the age of 14 with a guy that's 45 years old. That's fucked up. I don't care what anybody says. That's fucked up. Well, but I, I, it's happened before is what I'm saying. And yeah. I would say this. Uh, I, I don't know... Um, the law, so I can't comment on that part. That of was it. me grabbing at it. I don't know if that's exactly, but I can remember. No, no, no. But what, what, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna say is that Amber was Fergus on the podcast, and he was the hockey guy in Spruce Grove, who uh, his billet dad tried. I don't know, like I, what's the word? Molesting him, sexually yeah. abusing him, whatever. Yeah. When he was drunk, right? He well, gets the boy, out. the youngster was drunk. Yeah. The young yeah, yeah. He was living at his house, trying out for the team. You know, goes up to like it's a fucked up story. Go listen to it. it like it's whatever. I, don't know if I want to, but yeah. Well, here's the good part. Yeah. It didn't happen, right? He got oh, out of okay. there and then ended up taking him to the courts and whatever. He was a billet dad for a hockey team. That hit yeah. home for me because well, fuck, we both know I played a ton of hockey. Lived with families that were amazing. Absolutely. Never ever got exposed to anything like that. But what came out of that was, you know how many people closer than I'd like to admit talk to me about. Either, that, yeah. either being sexually abused or about being in a fucked up situation that they got out of. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Well, and we and we don't like to talk. Uh, th- listen, I don't like you're seeing me right kind of squirm here because I'm like I don't know what to even say about this because I don't I don't I don't want to like I want I want you know when I started the podcast I want to talk about good things that uplift everybody that are like show you know like I I Louis Stang he's probably oh, hey Lou I hope you're still listening um, me oh, and him Louis were talking he he uh, <laughs> he he talked about like how much he's walking and stuff like that right yeah. and he said he got that from my podcast I'm like wow that's oh did he I'm like wow that's like you know it's changed his life I like man that's he what sure I, looks better he's dropped fifty pounds yeah he's way less fat looks way better. Yeah, he's doing good. He's got to come in here now too. That's going to be good because he can not be so fucking weak. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, Lewis, if you're me. listening, you're fucking weak. You look good, but you're weak. He tells me that, and I'm like, man, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. The problem is, is by not acknowledging all the shit that's going on, how can you like start to change it or make people realize it? Because listen, you know, like if you just go in and out of your day job and name. The blinders on, and I'm talking about myself right now, and not mm-hmm. pay attention to everything else that's going on. It's like easy to miss some things that are, that are actually happening. I don't know what to make of this child thing, right? Like I have no idea what to make of it. But the fact that more people are talking about it and and can like, I pose to you something? Yeah. Like so, I had Paul, my buddy Paul. He's a man's coach. That's the guy I was telling mm-hmm. you. He's a man's coach. Mm-hmm. So there's this nice guy syndrome that they talk about. And if if you want more depth, go. I think it was two podcasts ago. It's called No More Mister Nice Guy. But when people have, how do I put this with, um, sexuality is at the core of our being. It is. Now, it's got morphed into this drug, this, you know what I mean? Like porn. Like I want to do, do a podcast on porn addiction because I think it is a fucking rampant leg and people don't realize what it does to your fucking brain. Like I'll do, I'm going to do one. I'm trying, I've been actually Googling it the last few days, trying to find if, if anybody out there in this podcast world that's listening to me knows a, uh, expert or a, something expert on, yeah, yeah. on porn addiction. That is somebody I can sit and talk to. Cause I don't like, it has to be somebody that resonates with this audience. 
um, that can speak for this. It, it's the way that we typically express a lot of our pain and suffering is through sex. It's just the way it is because it's like at our primal core. That's what we do. And as you get this broken society, like, like we're talking about the nice guys, these are guys that grew up with very little masculine influence in their lives, typically raised by women or in abusive situations or just where they didn't have the polarity that is needed to develop the psyche of a strong young man. Right. And that's what I said is, is these, this fatherless households or masculine less households. They, they, they take their toll on men. And I, I think that we're seeing it spill out into society right now. I really do. Now that's my opinion. And a lot of people might disagree, but it's my fucking opinion. And I see it too often not to not to have an argument with anybody about it anyway. And I think what we're seeing is with these this the, the pedophilia and all these things is just broken men acting out on these sick these 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 sick things inside their head. And what we're seeing is no repercussions for it, and even almost this acceptance that well you're broken, therefore like, and and I can. I can understand that he is broken, probably. Anybody that would that would harm a child, especially sexually, is a broken motherfucker. I don't care what anybody says. You have to be a severely fucked up dude to do that. But we we accept it almost and we don't shun it. Like it shouldn't even be something on our fucking radar, but yet we allow it to happen That's and where we it, are at in society, you know, and it's like, like I was saying the other day, it's we're anti Sparta, you know, there was laws in Sparta that made that a thing that we talk about at nauseam. We write, mo- we make movies about it every day about their just absolute, no fucking slack mentality towards any kind of anything other than winning and, and, and excellence. And now, like, I'm not saying we should throw babies off of cliffs and shit like that. But what I'm saying is we're at this, we have the opposite effect of that, where everybody's a victim. So if if your dad, you know, sexually abused you and then left and then your mom overcompensated for that and, and just created just this broken mind, it's almost like the world not only allows you to go act out on these things, but then defends you as a victim after it happens. When the child's the victim, you're not the fucking victim. The child is. And whatever it takes, if it means putting a bullet in that fucker's head so it never happens again, that's what needs to happen. But we don't do that. Because if you are willing to harm a child and you are willing to do it again, you need to be murdered. Sorry, my take, but that needs to be what happens because one child that ha- that happening to one child is one child too many. So if you are a threat to to react re- reenact these events or to reoffend, they need to kill you because you need to be gone. And that is end of story. Period. You'll never fucking change my mind on that. But we don't do that. We turn the molester into the victim, and that is fucked. That will always be fucked as long as we keep doing that. And that is probably the best representation of our fucking society right now. But I don't know. That's pretty hardcore. But Listen, I, I don't know how to, like, soften the blow. You know, I, I feel like Ken right now being on this side, you know, like. How do you well, soften that blow? Though? But you can't. You can't. That I mean, is the fucking reality. 
at the end of the day, we both got kids. Yeah. And uh, there's one thing you just don't fuck with in my life. <laughs> it's my right? children, right? Exactly. It. Uh, but those kids, oh, here's the thing is they have, my kids have me and they have you to protect them. There's kids out there that don't have that. And those are the ones that get preyed upon. You know what I mean? Well, and, and being, a, being a, a parent, being a dad, you see how innocent they truly are, right? Like kids are five, four, and soon to be two. Like they just don't, like, love it. I, I, you know, I always ask people, like, what's your favorite stage? I'm like, I, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Right now it is busy. Yeah. You kind of love it because there's just so much innocence. They're the best, man. But you can understand how that could get taken advantage of immediately because there are, like you say, some sick fucking people on this and world. I've, we've heard the stories. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'd, I'd express to the listener, like, really think about it. Like, you probably have a family member, a friend, or a coworker that has been sexually abused when they were young. Absolutely. I know two or three. Right? And now, in fairness, some of them never want to talk about it. Hell, I, I bring up Ambrose, Ambrose Fergus again. After that episode, those three categories all came and talked to me about it. I was like, like my jaw must have hit the floor because I was like, wow, like I, I'm blind. And I've been very fortunate to have grown up in a family that had strong parents, great siblings. Uh, I don't know. I just consider myself very fortunate, I guess. Right? Very lucky that ne- none of that ever came to be. But you hear the stories and you're like, fuck, that's fucked up. It, I can't even imagine, man. Like, yeah, uh, fuck. And that's like, we, yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to, f- we don't need to go down that road any further. Fuck, man, I'm going to lose my shit. If I can't talk about that stuff. Like I said, God forbid anything that happened to anybody close to me, I'd fucking, I'd skin somebody, hang them from the bridge. So if you ever see anybody skinned and hang from the bridge, you probably know where to look. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> that's probably what I would do. You know, so. you know, it's 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 a it's a brutal topic. But what I'm learning is learning. I, I, mm. uh, you can't take everything verbatim. But then again, where there's smoke, there's fire. Is that it's going on right now, oh like God, everywhere. Yeah. And um, you know, as a society, we go back to what we prioritize. We're prioritizing COVID. And yeah. listen, I hate the fucking stats just as much as anyone. And we can we can we can try and slice them this way, that way, every way. But like the old timers talk about the Spanish flu as the next day you'd wake up and go out and there'd be people dead. Yeah. Give that us not- your dads. Give us your dads. I used to walk down the streets with a fucking wagon. The, that isn't this. Nope. And it's time we uh, it's time we, you know, realize the government's pushing, you know, the government's pushing. Uh, well, we go back to emergency use authorization of a vaccine. I, I mean, I've never, I've listened to, I think it's Byron Bridal, who's a Canadian doctor, talk about if they acknowledge there's early treatment, like different things, they got to take away emergency use. Yeah. Like, well, right there, they don't want that, so they suppress all yeah. that so they can have emergency use. Yeah. Like uh, to me, you can you can try and paint a different picture, but boom, that's it. That's that's where it, there's so many endpoints where it should be like, okay, here it is. That's it. Done. Let's yeah. get on them with life yeah. and carry on. Yeah. But I come back to what James Kitchen said, and James Kitchen's coming up on Friday this week. I actually have three episodes coming out this week. Uh, James Kitchen, I think, has it right. Like all of us feel like we're on islands. All the people who 
like I'm trying to bring everybody into this group, whether mm-hmm. you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. We're both being put through the same freaking meat grinder of like you got to jump through 17 hoops to honestly just go live your life where you work, where you where you you know your kids go to school, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm thinking about my kids this year, and I'm going like, is hockey getting canceled? I feel like too many adults are like, hockey's getting canceled. We better enjoy a few skates here before. I just got a text. Hockey Alberta is mandating masks for players this year. Like, come on. So I, I here, here, here's what I say. All of us feel like we're on islands. Mm-hmm. We're not. There's more. Nope, that, we're th- not. Like, listen. We are. And not. I'm gonna date. I'm gonna say it again. Whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, it doesn't fucking matter. It's time we all stood up and just went. You know, and we're done with this. Hockey Alberta doesn't want wants to have like have mass on all yeah. of our kids playing hockey. My kids Fuck won't it. Play. Pull them all out. Because money talks. And that's Hockey Alberta. That's not the, you know, Midwest Hockey Association. Have you heard of it? No. Because it doesn't exist, but it could. You know what I mean? We don't need, (laughs) we don't need to be part of their game. And the more people leave the game, they only have the game because people play it. And because people pay. But if you don't, you know, it's like schools. Like we've talked about, like I've, we've had a fight with the school board for the last, like the second that you tell my kids to put a mask on, because there is absolutely zero, 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 zero fucking proof that masks work. They do not fucking work. How about zero? And like, I don't want, I don't want a kid to die. But there's zero deaths under the age of 20 in Alberta. No, there isn't your kid. Zero. And they the they one, all went to school last year. So that means they were all around each other. They're not like, they're not at risk. And a mask especially does not do it. They said that the mask that everybody wears would be the equivalent, the equivalent, and this is actually like they've actually broke down the mask versus the virus. Literally, they've done this. And it is equivalent of a chain link fence stopping a mosquito that is exactly what's happening when you put your mask on and there's fucking there's like microscopic breakdowns of this you can find online a mask if a mask worked there wouldn't have been we would have not had the biggest spikes of of this during mass times the mask do not work that is one thing that i will fucking that's the hill i'm gonna die on so my kids we've talked to the school and it's like okay well if you bring a mask my kids don't go here well, they don't have a fucking plan for him to go from home and stuff like that. But here's the thing is schools and everybody out there listening, I don't know if you know this, and you should, is schools are funded upon... Attendance. Atten- or, uh, uh, of enrollment. Enrollment, thank you. So if you go to your school, and I will tell you right now, go find the resources of homeschooling. It's not that fucking hard. And honestly, if your kid's in grade eight now... The way the curriculums are made, he could have his grade 11 by fucking Christmas if you wanted him to. Um, it's that fucking easy because most of the school shit doesn't even need to be Listen, taught. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring a lady, the lady on. Did you did you meet the lady from St. Paul? Uh, that one that got everybody to fight against the school? No, I... Pulled I, up 45 yeah, students and within a week they... They, they, they changed it. I, I'm like... Because they lose all that funding. People need to hear that yeah. because you don't understand the power we have. Oh. And we're all sitting on islands. Whether and I'll I'll go back to this. Whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, yep. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We need to we need to find a way to unify. Yeah. So that we can start to take back some of this right now, right? Like, yep. is COVID going to be around for the rest of the time? Probably. I don't think yeah, it's going anywhere. Like, who cares? Like, much, are people going to die? 
Yeah. yeah, but people are gonna die from everything. Do you know what? More people die from drinking and driving than they do COVID. How about but this yet, stat? Why aren't we my, out there? My guest tomorrow is a professor from University of British Columbia. Okay. Okay. In the year prior to COVID, every day, three overdose deaths <laughs> in BC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The year of COVID, three people died from COVID a day. Mm-hmm. How many people died from overdoses? Fifteen. Six. It oh, doubled. Okay. Doubled. It doubled. Okay. But yeah. it doubled. Yeah. From yeah. So who are we trying to save here? That's all I'm getting. Yeah, at. There's like, no, we're not trying to save but, anybody. But, but, but I go control. back to the stats can be always misleading up top mm-hmm. of misleading Absolutely. because you can you can screw it either way you want. Yep. I just go like a time like the time has come. Uh, we've been through this for 18 months. Everybody's starting to talk, like soften up to like, man, it could be coming again. We better get our fun in right now. Kids mm-hmm. are going to lose out another year. Of hockey. Why are kids going to lose another year of hockey yep. or any sport for that matter? Like, why would why would we ever do that to them? All we got to do is just like stand do up and go, thing. no. Do your own thing. Get Minor organized. hockey doesn't exist without the children. So pull well, them out. and <laughs> What happens when all the kids don't sign up for minor hockey? Well, they're they, not going... They, 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 they change the that rules. That is going to change everything. That masking thing, most small... T- and unfortunately, your elite teams are going to do it. Uh, most small town teams won't. They won't have teams. If you're going to enforce masking, is you're going to see like Mar Wayne, where my kids play, they probably won't have a team this year. Because I know at least half those kids won't wear masks. At least half, maybe three quarters. So they won't have a team this year. Simple as that, but that's the same thing. Is it's just you pull them all out. Well, you put money. You, money talks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what we're we're pointing out here is like whether it's school, whether it's hockey, Alberta, whatever it is, it's all fun and whether us. it's you, you, you as a parent, you know, don't support those things. Just don't fucking support it. Here's the thing: is if everybody just decides not to fly anywhere, think the airlines are going to fucking stand for that? You know what I mean? No, they're going to do what their customers want, yeah. which is mean. And listen, I, I, we can argue about flying and, mm-hmm. and being in tight circulated airspace with sure, whatever, a, a yeah. viral disease yeah. and all that. We could go down that road. But all we're saying is, at the end of the day, money talks. Yeah. We're more powerful than you think. And stand for something, for fuck's sakes. So you might go three years where you don't get to do five years, ten years, where you don't get to do the things you love to do. Fuck off. I lived in a fucking garage for fucking three years when I was a kid. We lived in a fuck. There was a tractor beside our fucking kitchen table. Like you couldn't, you go to take a piss because we had no. It was we lived in our shop for three fucking years. I was if you had to if you, north of the river, north boy. of the river. <laughs> Seriously, the outhouse was f- about sixty, f- about forty yard walk through the snowbank to the back. You were if you had to take a fucking dump. You were half done by the time you got there so that you didn't have to sit on the fucking seat for too fucking long. You know what I mean? And you, we were stripped of every comfort. Like we didn't know shower, no nothing. You had to heat up your fucking water if you wanted to wash your hands. And I'm not saying that's bad. There's people in fucking other parts of the world where that's luxury. That's luxury, yeah. However, what I'm saying though is to me, in my perspective at the time, I was stripped of my human dignity according to fucking people nowadays, but I loved it. It was cool. You got back in touch with the way fucking humanity is. And guess what? If you don't get to fucking do a few of these, like, you know, my kids are going to learn more by me teaching them to stand for what they believe in. Now, I'm going to ask them, do you want to wear a mask? Now, people are going to say, well, you've already brainwashed them. Yeah, I probably have. But 
worry about your own fucking kids. But the deal is, is if they want to wear a mask, go play hockey, I will not stop them from doing that. But they are learning at least to stand for something because nobody has a fucking backbone in this fucking world anymore. And like you said, band together. Stand for something. If it's it's three years where you don't get to go and watch the Edmonton Oilers fucking bomb in the first round of the playoffs or you don't get to go fucking watch some fucking singer lip sync for fucking two hours and steal $150 of your fucking money or who gives a shit? Well, the thing is, you know? is you're going you're gonna to find other businesses that will take your money gladly Absolutely. and will love to have you. And you know, if you right don't think there's loopholes in this, you're fucking crazy. Oh, fuck. It's a piece of paper, Tanner. You and think it has to Emmett, be enforced. You think the Edmonton Oilers, you know, it, it, like, it's the principle for me right now. Like, do I want to get a fake vaccine pa- uh, fake pass, ID, right, awesome. just to get in? This is back when but, I was like But 15. that's what we used to do when we were 17. Absolutely. Let's get a fake. You needed a, yeah, you needed a driver's passport to get into this, the bar. You, this really you? You're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's your fake? Did you, do, did you have a fake ID? Absolutely. What was your name? Well, funny story about this. So, and I don't know if anybody these guys, well, Doug listens to it. So my buddy Doug, mm. he had a cousin. Uh, this guy's name was Colin Davidson. Okay. So anybody in the curling in- industry, curling world is going to know who this guy is because he was like Canadian champ, like junior Canadian champion or something. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fucking curling. Guy. Anyway, <laughs> but here's the deal is uh, he gave because those guys, so they were all, they all turned 18 when I was still 17 because I always hung out with the guys that were old, like the grade older than me because there was no boys in my class. There was two or three of us. So the two guys, me and my good buddy, Blaine, who's on the podcast, problem is he's looked fucking 13 since he was like, like he he still looks like he's, he still probably gets fucking ID'd. And uh, anyway, so it was him, but I still, I looked a little bit older, fucking early, early bloomer. And uh, so I got this ID, this Colin Davidson, who was my buddy's cousin, whatever. Anyway, this kid was the fucking like world champion curler or something like our national champion curler. Anyway, I so I used his ID. Guy didn't really look anything like me, but it was just enough that you'd be like, "Hey, fuck it in there, kid, go get." It. So we'd go up to the city, up to Edmonton, and fucking go partying, right? Well, sure as fucking shit, I go into this place one time, and the guy's like, "You're Colin Davidson." <laughs> no shit, this actually fucking happened. I was like, "Yeah," he's like, "Like the curler." I like freeze up. I'm like, yeah. He goes, no shit. He's like, I watched you on fucking TV and stuff. I was like, yeah. He's like, man, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, you know, the old fucking intern out turns, you know? That's what I said to him. I was like, yeah, fucking intern out turn, you know? He's like, man, that's fucking cool. He's like, nice to meet you. I was like, nice to meet you too, brother. Like, you keep it real. You want me to sign something? You know? <laughs> I did, but like, what is the fucking chances of somebody knowing who the fuck that guy is? Like, Anyway, that was my fake ID. I was famous for like six minutes as a fucking curler. We're all going back to the fake IDs. Mike Sugar, wherever you're at, that's who my fake ID is. <laughs> that sounds like a fake ID name. It does. It does. It worked. You know, everyone was like... Papa Giorgio, was that the yeah, You look like this guy. And I'm like, I don't think I look... Uh, he was probably six foot, too. Right, you know? <laughs> you're six foot? Damn right. Yeah. Right? But I don't know, like... <laughs> you're wearing fucking heels or there will be people like it'll be a huge you know there'll be businesses who just run with yep we want everybody don't give a damn yep. about you know like you even seen you even seen in new york city there's businesses coming out and they don't yeah. care right it's it's 
it's going to be, you know, what you what you talk about is is uh, what Heath Heath McDonald when he was on he said, you know, like if, if you believe in something, stand behind it. But you got to stand behind it, and it's one of the things that you know is really. When he said that, I was like, huh. That's a, that's a really powerful, simple message. And I just, where I'm sitting right now, it's just, listen, I, I'm constantly searching for new, useful information, bring people on. Hell, everybody yep. knows how much I talk to people. And I just I just keep coming back to the same conclusion that I've had for a really long time is that, like, we ain't being told everything. And even if you want to believe we are, it's we're not. And that means as long as it's my choice to not get poked, mm. I'm not getting poked. And I don't really care. Yeah. I'm going to carry on with life. And yeah. I hope, I really hope that we can find a way as a community, because, you know, I can't fix Toronto. I don't think nope. either one of us can fix Toronto. But in this area, I feel like we could have some say in, you know, Hockey Alberta. I think we could. Oh, for sure. I, and think, I, we, think, I think we could have some say in the schools. I think we can. And that gives us more ownership to them. Like may, maybe we have segregated schools and segregated hockey leagues. I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe we do come together over a common... Like like I said, I haven't talked to very many people that are going to... I, like, let's face it, I've known a few people that would be in the position of enforcing these laws that will not enforce these laws. You know what I mean? So a law is only as good as the enforcement of it. Right? I could You could say, you know, no murders in northern Alberta. And if you go kill somebody and nobody gives you shit for it, it's not a it's a suggestion. You know what I mean? <laughs> so here's the thing is they have to enforce it. Now, the manpower it's going to take to enforce a, a vaccine passport across this entire country. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's going to take some fucking time. And I don't think they realize what they're in for. Maybe they do. Like, I always think, too, well, yeah, maybe they do. Think but Smoke and Lens will have a vaccine passport? Fuck. <laughs> I don't, they don't even have an... They don't even ID. Like, you know what we're talking about? Like, <laughs> fuck, man. I was in there drinking with my fucking seven-year-old or nine-year-old the other day. <laughs> fuck, that kid can put him away. Huh? But, uh, yeah, no, they... Uh, it, it's, it's only... Like, so, I saw this with the mask thing, too. Is everybody's like, holy fuck, we gotta wear masks. Well, guess what? I didn't wear a mask for the entire fucking COVID thing. Neither did a few people that I know. And you know what? It's we're going to do what we're going to do. And you're going to make decisions and there's going to be consequences. And that's it. You just have to weigh out the consequences. And if it's bad, you either got to conform or you got to flank. Right. And I choose flanking. Some people are going to choose conforming. But Enough of us, there's enough good people out there that are going to, once that vaccine passport becomes a reality out here, which it isn't yet, Alberta said they're not going to do it. We'll see. There's enough people out there that are going to be like, ah, okay, it's time for me to uh, tell you all the fuck off. You know, like, you know, there's a guy that comes to the gym, really good friend of mine and been on this podcast and he's double vaccinated but is dead against vaccine passports. And that's not a guy, he's not a guy you'd want to fuck with. Smart, strong, like, on all fronts, he's not a guy that, and there's a lot of those, mother, like I said, 
there is a lot of badass motherfuckers out there that aren't you don't know about them. I think the badass motherfuckers you got to start being more vocal, Tanner. Yeah, that's my thought, and I think they will. But part of being a badass motherfucker is a lack of vocality at times. You know what I mean? Who's always the toughest guy in the bar? The guy who doesn't. The guy that doesn't talk, right? Like I'm a bitch, and I have a podcast, so those aren't. That's not. (laughs) That's not fucking coincidence. (laughs) I talk for a living, but no. uh, At the end of the day, there is a lot of that they aren't going to say. Until it comes to that point where they have a line as well. I think everybody has a line, and I think a lot of those. I actually, I I would, I would argue, it's a. It is a really tough question to answer. Believe me, I've I've sat and thought a lot about this. I didn't even know what my line was for the longest time. But I think if you can sit there internally and go, like, what is my line? Like, honestly, what, yeah. what is my line where I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if this turns off family, friends, coworkers, et cetera. They don't like what I'm doing. doesn't matter. Because, listen, I go back to our conversation. Go back and listen to us in February where I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It ain't that, guys. That ocean, why ocean wise blat, right? Yeah. Like, why didn't he just get off the ice? Like, go back and listen to it. Yeah. And if you can figure out where your line is, that's a dangerous human being, I think, right? Because yeah. you know where your line is. Yeah. Like, there's my line. And I think we got multiple lines. 100%. Like, I think there's different levels to your lines. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they're getting close to my line. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that, that's good. You know where your line is. It's, it's different than my line. Yeah. But my line is a shit long further down the road than what some people's lines yeah. were. Right? Like yeah. some people's lines were a mask. Right? You said it. Yeah. A mask. Not well, mask today. What did I say? Mask today, vaccine passports tomorrow. Here we are. Here we are. Vaccine passports today, quarantine camps tomorrow. I, do, I hate to say it, but. That's what you're going to look at because they're going to they are going to demonize the non-vaccinated to the point where people want them re-educated. Yeah, but what? But what happens? That is a line for me. What happens though when if if the guys I've had on are correct, <laughs> the hospitals are filled up with the vaccinated. What happens then? Would we know about this though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Israel, Israel is talking a, about it. Yeah. it Iceland. Iceland had a huge surge, and they're the most vaccinated country on the planet, I think. Right? But they still blame the unvaccinated. But whatever. (laughs) What I mean, fuck. Here's my thing is I I like my immune system. It's served me well. So fuck you. Fuck COVID. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's my take on it. Is like, I look at these, like, like I said, what if on day one of COVID, the government came and said, we're the fattest, most unhealthy fucking group of fucking rejects I've ever seen in my life. And we are going to substitute. We're going to take all the money that we've put towards vaccines, towards masking, towards vaccine to advertising it and suppression and, and everything and said, OK, we're going to try to make us as healthy and as disease proof as possible. So we're going to get rid of all the McDonald's, Arby's. Absolutely. Uh, no, no offense there, Mr. Dave, because I do love some Arby's. Oh, but love me some Arby's too. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mandate that only one fast food joint can be in any town. Absolutely. And then we're gonna drop the price of meat, and we're gonna drop the price of produce, and all these important things. And we're gonna we're gonna give everybody a gym membership, yeah. and not close them down, and say that they're exactly. not they're not uh, 
essential yeah. services. Like, like a gym is an essential in a in a in a pandemic where sitting and being lazy and not healthy makes you more susceptible to getting it. Like in statistically proven. I know. Statistically but, hey, proven. Well, let's not get into this the but, statistics. But here's the thing. Like it's it, it it's it's reverse. Like if we would have done that, not only that would we have turned the tide, we would have set ourselves up for success for the next thirty fucking years, where we would have had generation a new generation of kids that said, "Holy fuck, my health is important." Like I, my body is my defense mechanism in life, and it, it's important. Instead. We've said, we're going to take control of your defense mechanism because we're so fucking smart. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, there, I saw this meme. I don't know if it's true or not. It's like this chick. She has to be like 17,000 fucking pounds. And she's like, her dying words were, I blame this on, I, or it said, perfectly healthy woman dies. And on her deathbed says, I blame this on the unvaccinated. I'm like, how did she say it? Because I can't even see her fucking mouth. I, like, was, te- I was telling you that Rogan had uh, Zuby on, and they got talking about how we've we've somehow managed to, uh, <laughs> and for a guy who's you know all about fitness, you'll find this humorous, is we've somehow found a way to make health as easy as getting just the jab, right? Like absolutely. How much, how much work goes healthy. into it? Now you're healthy. You're good. There's a guy on Facebook that I know. I've worked with him. He's like 350 fucking pounds. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> that is all of a sudden the fucking vaccine expert. How dare you? Like, go, like, just go take it. Protect the people around you. You know, it's like, that's like me taking fucking, you know, swimming advice from fucking Stephen Hawking. God rest his soul. But fuck, man, the guy couldn't even move his eyelids. He should like, so I should not be taking health advice from somebody that actually has a groove in his couch that (laughs) is permanent. Like, fuck off. Like, it's just so, it's so backwards, Sean. Like, what the, whatever. But here we sit, man. Here we are. I, I don't know what to say about it. Because I don't either. I mean, I mean, we're just talking. I hope somebody, I hope this podcast wasn't just a bunch of, and here's the thing is like, I keep saying like, uh, we need to stop being victims in every aspect of our lives. I feel like, I feel at times that that's, that I, I'm taking that route a little bit. You know what I mean? Where it's like, don't, but then at other times it's like, well, no, we just need to adopt a non-victim mentality towards this. I, and I think we will. I think the strong people lean towards that. I think we, a lot of people have been in control of their own fate quite a bit around here. Would you agree? You know, yeah. work yeah. hard, do the right things. And even that working hard and do the right things isn't working right now. They're getting told how to live their fucking life by a bunch of people that, like I said, are 350 pounds and have a fucking ass groove on their couch. And, um, it's, I think that they just need to readjust. And once they do, we'll be fine. Like, we'll, well, I don't know if we'll be fine, but we're going to come up with some fucking plans here and we've got the people to fucking do it. Right? I think we've switched roles. Me and you, you're the, you're the optimist right now. Well, I find optimism when it's actually dark. 
You know what I mean? Like before it wasn't that dark. So I had to be darkness. Does that make sense? Yes. Like there was still a sense of yeah. light. So I needed to be dark. Now everybody wants to jump off of a fucking building. So now I'm like, okay, you know, we can be our, like it's prepare for the worst expect or no, sorry, expect the worst hope for the best. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the way I live with things where it's like, you know, when things are the darkest, we need to find the light. Does that make sense? Yeah. But when people are pretending it's dark, but it's actually not that bad, we need to identify the fucking darkness and understand it and smell its wretched breath, so to speak. But now the wretched breath is upon us. So now it's like, okay, what do we do? Right? And I think people are going to turn this around. Now, does that mean it's going to fix it? Probably not. But I think that I think we're going to find a sense of community and a sense of trust in our people around us that maybe we haven't even had in our lifetime, which is kind of cool. Like, I don't really trust people, but we're going to find out who you can trust, right? I trust, I, like, I trust people in here more than I've trusted people in my life because I know that they're going to hold the fucking line when shit goes south because shit has almost went south on us in here a few times and I had some motherfuckers hold the line and that was good. And I think we're going to see more of that. I really do. I think we're going to see people band together and I think there will be a brotherhood amongst us savages out here in the West. But I think it'll be, I think it's going to be, I can't tell, I can't say that it's going to end well because <laughs> I don't know if it will. But I think we're going to have some purpose and I think we're going to have a bit of a, I think we're going to learn what a brother is. You know what I mean? So I look forward to this. It's going to be, an interesting next six months. Absolutely. And we should do this again because holy fuck, like think about the podcast. So February till now is what, six months roughly? Yeah, Seven? six months. Yeah, six, six months. months. So imagine like, look at where we came in that amount of time. Well, I've totally flipped, have I not? Yeah. I don't know. No, I, no, I wouldn't fl say not that. No. flipped, but... See, Sean, though, but here, I, I know here, you make up, <clears throat> you actually make up a small, and this probably did you well in hockey, right? You were the captain when you played out. Yeah. I, again, I'm not going to sit here and suck your fucking dick, but <laughs> if <laughs> every time I say that, I'm getting a new fucking, uh, uh, a new uh, fucking gay, uh, gay quiz on my, do you listen to the podcast with Marcus? No. Okay. I gotta, Just I gotta listen to it. You, okay. You'll understand. Um, anyway, <laughs> But at the end of the day is, is I think you have a realism, but yet a diplomatic approach to that realism, right? So presented with what you had at the time in February, your stance made a lot of sense, right? Let's just see what happens. Um, I'm very, I'm, you're, you're more methodical in your approach and more um, articulate and like, you know, you're more, uh, what would you say, like kind of, like you're not going to go too far into the wings in order to, like it, you, you stay very on track, right? I was very gauged probably in my approach. Exactly, right? And same thing you would have been in hockey. Like you probably wouldn't have been too high, too low. You would have kept everybody, because they're not going to make a guy the captain that's in yep. left or right field. It's either be, on top of the roller coaster or at the bottom. Yeah, it, it, it's bringing people back to the center. And... um. I think you do that with your pocket. That's why you've had so much success with it. And I think at that time it was like you, there was no, 
There was no reason not to think that. And that makes a lot of sense. Now, for somebody like me, it's I'm very creative. And I can have a fucking textbook textbook worth of thoughts in five seconds. Like, it's fucked up. I don't understand it. But I can paint a picture of the fucking future in about 30 seconds, and it's fucking scary. And that allows me then to start to analyze the past and try to predict things that are coming in and then predict human behavior. Now, sometimes it's the shittiest fucking thing that can ever happen because a lot of times it's right and you don't want to be right about a lot of stuff. But at the same time, too, I have trouble staying in the middle. (laughs) So, like, you know, I won't be the captain of a team because I'm probably going to run into the crowd and try to stab somebody. Well, I I would say we should absolutely, you know, I I said the same thing, you know, when Ken was on the last time, right? The evolution of Ken on my podcast was something to behold, right? Like, go back to episode one, to him, you know, breaking down in the middle of the pandemic, to you and him being on, talking about this podcast, to him coming back on, having, you know, like, his talk about the children and everything, to now running for the Mavericks. Like, the evolution of Ken and the evolution of, you know... Um, doing something where people get to listen to conversations with you every week moving forward. And I mean, lots of my pieces are not on my personal thoughts per se. It's a lot of my guests Mm -hmm. giving their thoughts. But in saying all that, you get to have a feeling of like how things have transitioned. And that's where I go back to, you know, Andrew Liebenberg is, is the one for me where I got to witness it firsthand sitting across from me. And here's this guy not really saying much. He didn't say like, I don't know, like he said a lot, but he didn't have to say it, if that makes sense. That makes, yeah, perfect sense. And here we sit, six months from now, I gladly come back on. And I mean, yeah. I've already said you got to come back on, you're going to have to hop back on yeah, on, the, on on my podcast. But see I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see where another six months takes us. Yeah. You know, Christmas time, what, what are we doing? And, and like, what are we talking about? It's crazy too, because no matter where this goes, if the communists, <laughs> I could use that word. I don't even know if you would call them communists anymore, but whatever. Um, if they don't erase this from the face of the earth, um, you know, let's just say, you know, whatever happens, blah, blah, blah. Maybe this all blows over. Maybe we have World War Three. whatever. As long as this exists, our kids could go back and be like, you guys are batshit crazy. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, this would be like pulling out. Like, I would have loved to see my grandfather's diary. Not that he had one. But how cool would it have been to see his diary from 1938 to 1941 when he went to war? 100%. Like, I, I like, agree. I, I think about that know? all the time, right? Like, you would have got to see his thoughts Like it's it's not like going on. It's not like flipping on... Uh, CBC and, and watching your dad do a newscast where they talk to whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This is way more intimate. Yeah. And so as long as, like you say, right? Yeah. Government doesn't come and throw us all in jail and makes yeah. all disappear. As long as this is here, it's it's a time stamp on how my brain thinks. You know, yeah. I got to go back and listen to it. Me and Dustin did one that I never released on the podcast, only on YouTube. It's called The COVID Life. I've only had like two views on the damn thing because I didn't I didn't publicly announce. I just wanted it because I wanted me and Dust to, me and Dust had this lovely little conversation and I was so nervous to talk about anything COVID. And I almost should go back and listen to it. I haven't I, like I, and it's just me and him sitting in the middle. 
this is probably like April last year at the height of the fear. He's wearing a mask. He's like, he's one of the first guys to wear a mask before it was ever implemented. And I'm going <laughs> like, you're nuts. And he's going, no, I think you're like, um, all the research is pointing that masks are going to work and this and that hmm. and everything. And he's a guy who's now like thick of dust in <laughs> yeah. right? He's completely against completely. it, right? Completely. But, but that's the evolution of people. Yeah. And for our kids, assuming this is their, I mean, they're going to get a look at my life at 35, like. I'd love nothing more than to go back to dad at 35 or his dad at 35 right. or all my lineage back at 35 right. and hear their thoughts and actually hear how they talked. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, canned answer. Like, what did you actually think about things? Well, and this actually is such a cool platform because it has the emotion and the the inflections and the and the the way we work through thoughts. Like, that's a lot of what we're doing even in this is just where, where if you have like a diary, it's like... A lot get, uh, I've always said this because I've always tried to journal and write stuff, but I can't because too much gets lost between my brain and my fingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's no emotion yeah, like put it just, to paper. It, yeah, right? I can't. Very few people, not very few, but some people can find a way to just write beautifully. Yeah. I'm. It's weird. Jack Donovan, those three books I got right there. This is the second podcast in a row he's came up, but I've watched his podcast. And I mean, he's awesome. Unreal. Fuck. This guy's fucking moving the needle. Good dude. Um, that's actually when I started this podcast, one of my goals was to have him on the podcast. Um, have you asked? No, I want to have, like, I don't, I won't do a remote podcast. I have to be there. So? I've got a few. Have you asked? No, I'd have to go, I'd have to go out there and actually. Where is he? In the States. Where is he in the States? Uh, I think he just moved. He was in Oregon, and then when shit went south, he moved to, I think, Utah. I tell you what. A little more conservative. Reach out to him. I'll come for the road trip. We'll, we'll find some we'll guys have to, to do along a, the way. We'll have to sneak across the border. Nah, but fuck he, that. I bet you if we drive down negative COVID tests and let us cross, the U.S. don't give a fuck. Coming back into Canada, they'll be, be like, you got a quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Say, sure, sounds great. I'll reach out to him then. I'll gladly come for a road awesome. trip, yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, anyway, he's a guy that, like, I listen to his podcast, and I want him to just be awesome at podcasting. But it's 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 his ability to speak doesn't isn't as effective as his ability to write. And, that's and I hope if he heard un- that, he wouldn't be offended by yeah. it. But at the end of the day, it's what I feel as a listener slash reader. When I read his book or when he reads his book on an audio, it's like you're, it's, I'm attached to the word. It's It's awesome. But then when he talks in real life, it's kind of some snabbering and kind of it's just not as articulate as the right or maybe even polished. Yeah, it is like it's like he has the ability to polish it and, and obviously edit it into something that's a work of art where maybe on the fly, it just doesn't come Listen, out as easy. You you think episode one to now where you're at? Mm. I think of myself episode one to now where I'm at. And I always think like, what of an, what will another year bring me of just like being not only learning things, right, yep. and doing these discussions and, like, working through things in your head, like that part, but then on top of that, like, having to think on your feet, do this, like, little, I don't know, jujitsu kind of conversation where you're back and forth yeah. and kind of, like, dancing arguments and talking about things and thinking on your feet. Yeah. Like, all that, another year down the line. Oh, yeah. Like, how much better do you get? Like, listen to Joe Rogan. Like, you go back and listen to Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, brutal. 
not brutal, but but not that completely great. Completely different. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like he had very little to add to the conversation early on. Yeah. His audio sounded fucking brutal early on. Yeah, and it's like top notch now. And oh, you know, he unreal. does some things in it that are like really well done. Yeah, and that's well, that's a guy who's at the peak of the podcast game, in our opinion. And he's got what, like thirteen hundred and some episodes. Like, yeah. that's five, six times where I'm at. Yeah, and it is. He's um, it, yeah, like nobody's just good at this. You know what I mean? Like, you have to. It's a, it's a, it's an art. It's a craft, right? And it's repetition. Yeah. It's working. And you got to learn how to. I think you got to. It's like everything. It's like when I train people to to lift weights. There's the way I'm going to teach you to do it, and then there's the way you're going to find out how you do it. You're going to use the the template that I give you, but your body's different than mine. And the way you train and the way you eat is going to be similar to the way I've taught you because the basics are the basics, but you're going to do your own thing. And I think you and I, I think, like you said, you started off hockey guy, sports guy, you know, like the Sean Newman podcast, just the picture looked like like literally the spit and chiclets thing because you had the your big fucking missing tooth was like right on the front of the fight. Like you looked like a hockey guy that was talking about hockey shit. And now all of a sudden it's not that because as, as much as that was you and now tell me if I'm putting uh, speaking out of line, but you've managed to find a niche that you said to me right when you started this thing, you're like, I love the hockey thing, but. I want to do more. I want more, 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 right? Well, you got it. And and you found your niche into it. And even like I don't like I was telling you, I don't know if Kenny comes back into this fold or not, but as much as it was easier having him here, so much fucking easier having him here because I didn't <laughs> have to talk. I'd just let him fucking fall in love with every guest and like try to kiss them and stuff. <laughs> 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 Kenny somewhere is driving to his next Maverick engagement, yeah. just laughing and yelling at the radio. Yeah. But at the end of the day is, you know, and maybe he does come back and everything's, but even if he doesn't, I've learned how I want to represent this, right? And I've learned that I there is things that are important to me that I want to have on this, this show. Like I said, I want I want strong people and I want, good husbands and fathers and whatever it takes for me to try to create that. I found what I want to do and I would have, you know, that has to come from some, like we just both shut this fucking thing down when Kenny was done. And I was going to start, like I started the Viking podcast for three episodes. as like the same, right? The warm weakness has to stay as it is. It's just different now. So like you said, in, in, in a year where I, so it's like everything, it's, it's, it's a very good lesson on sticking to something and, and figuring it out as you go. If there's one thing I will commend myself on, I don't like patting myself on the back too much, but one thing that I did really, really, I had the foresight was I named the podcast my name, which yeah. I don't think Sean Newman, listen, I, great name, bad name, it doesn't It's a matter. great name for a podcast. But I named it that because then you couldn't pigeonhole me yeah. into it has to be hockey, sports, <laughs> yeah. whatever, because I knew, listen, at some point, hockey's going to become boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And if it's politics, I, I get it. People don't like talking about politics. But you already said it earlier now. Right now, politics is so important. Why wouldn't we talk about it? Yeah, we have to, yeah. Meaning, if I got a podcast that I'm passionate about, why wouldn't I talk about it? And hopefully, you're right. I hope, you know, a year goes by and we get to talk about the Oilers and I'm trying to get 
the GM and the Oilers on. Just <laughs> why the hell would you trade McDavid away? This is yeah. blasphemy, <laughs> right? I don't know. Uh, but you know, like, I hope that they don't do that. I, I, uh, that's one thing I was, you know, I had that thought back then, and it has panned out exactly how I thought it would would happen, Which right? Is, yeah. And it's allowed me to, you know, in the last like ten episodes, I've taken a hard right turn. Yeah. Some people say, oh, yeah, you always lean that way. You had a certain... Vi-. But, like, I, I went back through 148. Up until 148, I had nobody on. And after 148, <laughs> I had... On February 3rd, I had you and Tanner. Or you and Ken, sorry. Yeah. Uh, a, a month later, I had Daniel Smith, who, I mean, if you're on that side, mm-hmm. Danielle's sure, certainly outspoken. She's not on Chorus Radio anymore. Yeah. Right? A month after that, again, a month and a half after that, I had Ken on again. That's where he has his kid speech. Yeah. So, like, to sit here and say I've been leaning this way the entire time is is laughable. Yeah. And then a month after that, I have two, two, 222 minutes. I don't know. Is that is that me going down a rabbit hole? Like, I, I don't know. A month after that, I have Andrew Liebenberg on for the first time. So yeah. what is that? Like, four months, I finally get to Andrew Liebenberg? Yeah. Like, I mean... And now it's been a hard right, right? Like yeah. now I'm like, I've waited, wasted too much time talking to guys that are inconsequential at this point in time. Yep. I, I think you, you've nailed it on the head, right? Like we go through these different times where the Oilers are going to be very important, mm-hmm. or that's what's the main topic. But right now it's politics. It's well, it's it what's, it's it's what's going on in society. It's bigger than politics, too. Well, Sean. that it's yes, like true. It's, it's we're we're we we as. We as Canadians or Western Canadians or Albertans or we've had this kind of subculture identity, I think, like the oil field, the hockey, all stuff is pretty cool. But we've never had that like identity of what we are. And maybe it is split up even, you know, in demographics out here. I don't know. But for the first time, I feel like we are going to find out who we are. You know what I mean? And I think this is a microcosm of that. Right? Like, we're having to worry about big boy stuff. You know? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Like, we have, like, these are real world fucking problems that we're dealing with. This isn't, you know, fuck the, you know, I'm not going to be able to buy that $60,000 boat next year. Or, you know, yeah, I can't get my Euler tickets and that. No, no, no. We are talking about the history, or the, sorry, the, the future of, our, of children. our children. Yeah. That to me, um, I think I would rather have me, my children, and my brothers like you and Ken and and and, and Steve and, and and like I'd Marcus on here, Garrett, all these guys that are are like close to me. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't want to use say going to war trivially because there's people to go to war and stuff, but we're going to find out who we are and for our kids sake we're going to we're i think we're going to have to fight for them a little bit now do we're going to have whether it be with guns and no, bombs I, it or might be, be just not giving in to the to the narrative it might be just saying stand firm and i'll support you you support me which will mean whoever whatever it means might mean you know Fuck, we might all be living in the same fucking shed somewhere. I don't know, but we'll fucking do it because that's what we do. 
You know what I mean? Like we'll figure it out. It's interesting because we're gonna rock the. We are rocking the boat right now, and I do, I don't want to be a boat rocker. Mm. <laughs> I love rocking the boat. I know you do, but <laughs> yeah. if, if there's one thing we, uh, well, I can just say about myself, I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. I actually would prefer to be the calming voice of the room and just be like, it isn't that bad. Yeah, things aren't that bad. It's okay. But the growing theme I hear. Behind the, you know, in the around the coffee table, around the whatever is, you know, you know, we better enjoy it. We might lose another year this year. They're probably yeah. gonna lock us down, and people are okay with that. And I'm mm-hmm. saying, we we got to be better than that. We got we got you know, like there's risk to life. Yeah, all the time, and like, let's get on living. Yeah, stop doing this. Scarcity adds value. You know. And we have had scarcity of what we've always at what we've always deemed to be value. We've had scarcity of. Therefore, we're actually having to find value in who we are instead of what our stuff is. And that's awesome. And I think it's only going to get better. It's only going to get worse, which means better. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. We're at like two and a half hours here. I don't even know if I have people that fucking can maintain focus for this long. Maybe. Well, if you're here. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say, or should we just fucking? No, I appreciate you having me in. Oh man, it's fuck. This is your time is uh, much you, appreciated on this end, dude. Well, I don't know. You've caught me at this is like weird paradox or weird point in time where yeah. I'm getting pulled from YouTube, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like congratulations I, again, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, lots of people are congratulating. Yeah. It's, fuck, it's man. A, that's. I think you I, have to matter. Like not just everybody gets fucking banned from like I, you know. It it's it's. I just think if it happens down in the states and they get pulled from YouTube, it never hits close to home. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like here. you think of like Brett Weinstein getting fucking banned, not yeah. you. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. And here yeah. I sit. There you are. Right. So, so like I said, congratulations. Yeah. Well. Celebrate with a little scotch and a bullshit. Let's do it. Love it. <laughs> thanks okay. for having me on. Tim. Yeah. Thanks for everybody for sticking around for this long and uh, talk to you later. We gone.